Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. Colin is back from vacation. Colin, go ahead and tell us, how, how was your vacation? Well, I got burnt and I had too much to drink. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, but we had a fantastic weekend uh, for sports. Uh, I was blown away. The, the college football slate was like I've never seen before. It was actually the most watched regular season college football Saturday ever. So yeah, a lot of good games. Yeah, and then the NFL, we had some record-shattering games as well. So, um, and then of course the MLB playoff race is as hot as ever. Teams are getting eliminated left and right. We had crazy big-time series for playoff implications over the weekend. So, let's go ahead and start talking. We've got NFL Week Three recap. We'll do an MLB recap. Talk a little bit about the playoff picture, and then uh, get into the ML or get into the college football weekend. Uh, that week four was absurd. And then we also have the new AP poll next week's best matchups in college football. Then we'll round it out with stake your claim because it's hot take season. All right, let's get into week three. Let's start 49ers Giants Thursday night football. The 49ers take it 30 to 12. What's what's your first thoughts on this one? Uh, another classic game by Daniel Jones. Yeah. Man, just can't do anything right now. I, I don't get it. He is so, like, boom or bust. It is crazy. Like, this week, 22 for 32, 137 yards and interception. Last week, the man had one of his best performances of his career. It's like, what? find a balance somewhere, please. Yeah. I mean, Grayson, if, I, if I'm you... I'm starting Daniel Jones in fantasy next week because right now, seven points week one. I don't know. I just picked points. up the opposing quarterback in this matchup, Brock Purdy. So, yeah, I mean, eight no as a starter. So, yeah. you can't go wrong with that. But uh, what a game by Debo Samuel. Yes. But glad to see him. I mean, you got Brandon Ayuk who is out this week, but Debo took control of the passing game and just tore up that secondary. Yeah, it was great. And Brock Purdy had a Probably one of his better performances of his career so far. 310 for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Kind of just getting a few more passing yards than he usually does. But, yeah, a fantastic showing by him. Just this 49ers defense is ridiculous. It, it is crazy how good they are. And we glaze them week after week. For the last two years now, we've done this. And it's just it, it's probably never going to stop. This team is so fucking good. They have so many great players, and, yeah, it's it's absurd. But, yeah, like you said, the offense. Debo Samuel had 129 on only six receptions for one touchdown. Kittle finally having a good game this season, seven receptions, 90 yards. And that just kind of told the story. A little bit less running than we saw in the first two weeks of the season. McCaffrey under 100 yards, only 85, which – 85 is fantastic, and he had a touchdown as well. Uh, but, yeah, this this 49ers team looks unstoppable, and this Giants team just looks a little bit lost on offense when they're playing a defense that pressures the quarterback at all, and, and they're missing Saquon. Yeah, well, I will say McCaffrey, the re big reason probably because they got up by a good amount, and Elijah Mitchell just stayed in the game. Yeah. Like, they used Elijah Mitchell a lot this game. Because uh, they didn't want to risk Christian getting hurt, basically. Yeah. They got a long season, and with this talent, you can't jeopardize because you know you're going to be playing in that postseason. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but 
the first game for Sunday, Packers-Saints, 18-17 Packers, a real close one, quite the comeback victory. The Packers looked horrible all game. They could not get anything done. They were down 17-0 going into the fourth, and they pull it out 18-17. Just a, a ridiculous comeback led by Jordan Love, who really turned it up there in the fourth. Yeah. I mean, so I think if Derek Carr stays in this game, it's a much different story. Yes. Because Jameis Winston looked absolutely awful. I, I wouldn't say he was that bad, though. Like, they played just about an even amount of the game kind of each taking a half, and Derek Carr was 13 for 18, one touchdown, no interceptions. He got sacked three times. Jameis, 10 for 16, 101, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, just but he couldn't find points. Yeah. He couldn't get him in field goal range. He couldn't get him in the end zone. And But Derek Carr, he can do that. He knows how to push the ball down the field. Yeah, he, but he knows how to take deep shots. He knows how to hit his guy. Him and Chris Olave have a terrific connection right now. Yeah, they do. Chris Olave had eight receptions for 104 yards in this one. Michael Thomas, six receptions, 50 yards, and nobody else really that much of a factor outside of those two. But it's pretty obvious that that run game was very much struggling. Jamal Williams out. Kamara, this was his last week, I believe, still suspended. Yeah. Uh, he'll come back next week. But Kendra Miller just kind of couldn't put the whole team on his back there on the run game. Yeah, and on the other side, Packers, they're really missing their playmakers. Yeah. You got Aaron Jones, who who's out again. Christian Watson, who's still out. And I think David Bakhtiari is yep. still out on the O-line, which that's a big missing piece right there. He is your guy on the O-line. Yeah, he and really they implement that run game. They're going into a short week. They play on Thursday night. Um, it, it's it Detroit, looks, right? Yes. It, it looks like Watson is looking to come back for that one, and so is... Aaron Jones. Uh, I don't know Bakhtiari's status yet, though. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's going to be a tough matchup on a short week because that we saw that Detroit team. They yeah. are good. Yeah, they looked great. Um, I do want to bring this up, though. I saw this in the game, and it was crazy. So when the Packers scored that final touchdown to tie the game and then go to kick the PAT to win it or to take the lead and then eventually win, um, rookie defensive lineman Brian Brisset, did something I've never seen before, which was crazy. So he was obviously on special teams trying to block this field goal, and he lined up to the left of the long snapper, and he, as soon as the ball was snapped, pushes in, grabs the towel off the long snapper's pants, and throws it up in the air, trying to block the ball. Is that is that even allowed? I have no idea, but... If that had worked, that would have been insane. Yeah, could you just imagine that ball just getting killed by a towel? Yeah, because it certainly would have slowed it down a little bit or, like, messed up the spin. Yeah, it definitely would have. It, would have, it probably would have been, like, 15 yards short. Yeah. But that would uh, – good thinking. I don't think it's legal. I don't know. I have no idea if it's legal, but it's a great idea. At that point, you got to do anything you can to try to get a win. Fair enough. So – but then again, the Packers still held it out. They get the win. Um, let's get to the next game, though. Browns-Titans. The Browns take it 27-3. to And this defense is fucking dominant. So far this season, they've allowed zero or negative yards on 53.7% of their plays. That's insane. 
Yeah, and it's all led by Miles Garrett on that D-line. Yeah. Didn't he have, like, three sacks this game? Uh, three and a half sacks for Miles Garrett. <laughs> and he had six or five total tackles, four solo tackles. He hit the QB five times. Ryan Tannehill's nightmare. Yeah. But, no, but it's not just Ryan Tannehill. The first half, they had negative two rushing yards as a team. They were stopping Derrick Henry. They That's stopped him all do. game. He only had 20 yards on 11 carries. He got out-carried by uh, Strong Jr., Cleveland, who had six carries yeah. for 27 yards. Yeah. Like, Cleveland definitely couldn't run the ball well, but Deshaun Watson had probably his best game in a little while, 27 for 33, 289, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's the Deshaun Watson they've been looking for. That's the Deshaun Watson they're paying. Yeah, let me ask you something. Were you surprised to not see Jerome Ford get majority of the carries? We did get the most carries, yeah, but, but yeah, he wasn't I, used to like the second quarter. Yeah, I, I probably would have expected a little bit more, probably somewhere in like the fifteen carries, but they couldn't establish the run really at all. Like nobody was running super effectively. So I'm not that surprised, and, and he definitely wasn't in his 10 carries. He was averaging 1.8 yards per carry. So I, I'm not all that surprised. I think they probably just changed up the game plan because, look, I think last week Jerome Ford's numbers were inflated because they go into that game plan thinking, we have Nick Chubb, we can run the ball a lot. And then they just tried to let Jerome Ford fill that role when Chubb exited the game. And then you come to this week, they probably switched up the game plan a little bit, tried to put the game in Deshaun's hands. Yeah. I mean, Deshaun Watson's looking great this season. Yeah. Honestly. He's, yeah. He's looking really good. And Amari Cooper was his best friend in this one. Seven receptions on eight targets, 116 yards, and a touchdown. That's the Amari Cooper we all love. Yes, it definitely that's is. His, that's his Alabama numbers right there. I'm glad to see him finally show show out. Yeah, and I like that Jerome Ford had two receptions, 33 yards, and a receiving touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown. That, that's great contribution to me, even if they're not going to give him the ball yeah. all that much. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely Deshaun Watson was spreading it around a lot. I mean, you got David yeah. Njoku four, Kareem Hunt two, Jerome Ford two, Elijah Moore with nine receptions. That's good to see out of him, especially because last, last season with the Jets it was such a down year for him. Yeah. He, he's definitely so, great at just kind of bailing out the quarterback. He's very good at just getting open. He's not, you know, yeah. a wide receiver one, but he has a good job of creating space for short yardage typically and nine for nine on your targets. No matter how many yards you have, it's fantastic. Yeah, he's, uh, he's slowly starting to become a less talented Debo Samuel. You'll run your jet sweeps yeah. with him. Uh, you, he, he lines up at running back sometimes. And then you can fill slot, you can be out wide, and everything like that. Yeah, I, I actually I like that comparison. Um, but yeah, the, look, this Titans offense just sucks. The defense just isn't good enough. I don't see them being successful at all. Now, are we going to see a change at quarterback here soon with Tennessee? Because Ryan Tannehill, he just hasn't showed me anything this season. Yeah, like he just doesn't pass the ball down the field. I think I think if they lose next week, you got to try out Levis. Your yeah, you got to try out your rookie. See what he can do for you. Yeah. Start start getting him comfortable with an NFL offense. Do you think that they put Malik Willis in before Will Levis? I 
They probably will. They shouldn't. But Malik yeah. Willis had a great preseason. Yeah, I'm not going to discredit him. So he deserves to be given a shot. But you drafted Will Levis for a reason. You want to start getting him acclimated. So if you, I'm going to go ahead and say it. their season's already chalked. Yeah. Like I know. Yeah, they're only people are going to say like, yeah, they're only one and two. Uh, Vikings are zero and three. But this Tennessee offense is just horrible. Yeah, it's not like there's bright spots all over the place like for the Vikings. This team sucks. Yeah. But I mean also you got an O line who can't do shit. Yeah. Yeah, like honestly, they can't block for shit. But now I'd like to see Will Levis, especially when you go out and get yourself a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins. So why not be a pass first offense? Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is a pass first quarterback, but he can't throw more than forty yards anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't know. We'll just have to see what the Titans do. Uh, But let's get to the next game. Lions 20, Falcons 6. A a tough showing for our boys. Yeah, I mean, and really, you just got to put this one on Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Just did not. And the offensive line. The offensive line didn't help him out today. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I look at Ritter, and even the games we won, we're not winning because of him. Yeah, I agree. Like we're 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 throwing our screen passes to Bijan and he's breaking eight tackles to get in the end zone. Like Bijan still like I'm he changed my mind because I definitely thought we should have went some somewhere else during the Agreed. draft. Yeah, you can go back and listen. We both definitely were not that happy about drafting Bijan Robinson. Yeah, go listen to our uh live draft coverage. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh Jared Goff still look is killing it right now. Yeah, he looks great, but just to kind of keep it with Atlanta before we talk about Detroit. This is the game, to me, where we ran into a team that had a good run defense, and it totally exposed how bad Desmond Ritter actually is. Because the thing is, is Taylor Heineke is sitting on the bench right now, and he can hand the ball off just as well as Desmond Ritter, but I think he throws so much better. He's confident enough to throw downfield. The guy has nothing to lose. We saw it in Washington. He will just chuck a ball down the field. Half the time, he's probably just hoping for a pass interference, but it works. He's made it to the playoffs as the quarterback. Like, that that gives me some things. He played a close game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs against Tom Brady. That, like, gives you some hope when you think about a guy's confidence. I just don't think Desmond Ritter is confident. Like, 21 for 38, 201. No touchdowns, no interceptions, and he got sacked seven times for 62 yards. It, it just important. doesn't make sense to me. And, and we couldn't run the ball. Bijan, 10 carries, 33 yards. Tyler Algier, 7 carries, 12 yards. But the passing wasn't great either. Kyle Pitts finally had an okay game, and he had five receptions, 41 yards. Jonu Smith, five receptions, 37 yards. Drake London, Six targets, two receptions, only 31 yards. And Bijan just kind of playing that bailout spot. Six targets, four receptions, 27 yards. I mean, it was just a brutal showing for the Atlanta offense. Yeah. Um, the next question is, like, just how much longer does Desmond Ritter have in Atlanta? I don't think – I genuinely think if we lose two more games, like if we lose this game out in London next week and then we lose the one after it, 
because we have a three game stretch of games that we should probably win, especially basing or basing off the first two games. We have the Jags, we have I believe the Texans, and then the Commanders. It might be the other two swaps, but no, these are right. games. Texans. These are games we should win, and yeah, or at, or at least be competitive. Yeah, like we we weren't even competitive this game. Yeah, but if we win or if we lose all three or even just two in a row. I think you got to at least see what Heineke can do. Yeah. Cuz he he's put te- he's put the Commanders multiple times in a winning situation and we have the defense to back it up. Even if he has like a turnover or so in a game, the defense can back it up. This defense is still good. They only gave up 20 points. That's pretty average in an NFL game. And this was probably their worst showing. Mhm. So yeah, no, the f- the fact that they yes slowed down this offense a little bit compared to what we have seen. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had a great game. Jared Goff had a great game. But they shut down a decent amount of the receiving options. You know, obviously, Amon Ross St. Brown, great game. Sam Laporta looked unstoppable. And outside of that, like, Khalif Raymond had a pretty good game. Those three were the only ones that got receptions outside of Jameer Gibbs' one reception for two yards. They only hit three actual receivers in this game. Yeah, just so y'all know why I'm so happy for Sam Laporta is I made a trade earlier in the week. I traded away Evan Ingram for Sam Laporta on my fantasy football team, and man, did it pay off. Yes, it definitely did. But, like, the defense for the Falcons still looks fine. Jesse Bates still looks good. And he, he led the team in total tackles and solo tackles in this game. We just weren't getting to the quarterback. We had no sacks. And uh, an offensive line that's much improved gave up too many sacks. So on both sides of the ball, we kind of struggled when it came to like getting to the quarterback. We let the excuse me, we let the Lions get to the quarterback way too much. And we could not get to the quarterback as a defensive line. And, and that's what we addressed all offseason. I, I don't understand where this disconnect was, I know they have some great offensive linemen on this team, but this is a banged-up De- Detroit Lions team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson's out. David Montgomery was out. I believe Frank Ragnow was out. Maybe he was just kind of banged up. This is a team we should beat and just didn't, and we played like shit. Yeah, it, it, like we said earlier, it was a brutal showing, but, I mean, we can sit here and talk about the continued success of Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. That that dude is already looking like the star in Detroit. Definitely. That D line, it's scary to see what he, he's everywhere on the field. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to be in Ritter's nightmares for the next week. Yeah. Until he's got to see Josh Allen over in Jacksonville. You said Josh Allen. Yeah, they have a linebacker. Josh oh, Allen. that Josh Allen. Okay. Yeah. Relax. See, I know what I'm talking I, about. I just dude. I thought it was just like a Freudian slip. It's all good the, though. The the better Josh Allen. Um, no, don't. Don't try that. Bro, it's true. No, the quarterback, Josh Allen, looked great this week. Okay. But I want to shout out Brian Branch. Holy shit. 11 tackles, all solo tackles in this game. He had three tackles for loss out of the, as a safety. Two passes defended. Holy shit. He's coming off of a fantastic showing in his first two games. And just this continued success to start his career. He was a guy that some people didn't even think would start at the position to start the season. Won the starting job. Looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah. 
rookie. Absolutely yes. insane. Was he on Kyle Pitts this game? A uh, little bit. I think so. Yeah. I think he I think he floated. Yeah. Uh, all around, but no, overall a safety to have 11 total tackles solo is insane. It is. And Jack Campbell, their other, yeah, Jack Campbell, their other rookie got his first career sack in this one too, and had a pretty good game. Yeah. Overall, I mean, this Detroit team, their one, their one lot, who's their one loss to again? It was um, last week against Seahawks. That's right. But it was overtime 37, 31, I think. Like they shouldn't have lost that game. They had a lot no. of turnovers. Yeah. Um, but no, th- this is going to be a team to watch all season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. But let's get to the next game. This was, you know, going into the week, probably the game to watch. Didn't end up being the game to watch. Nonetheless, a fantastic matchup. Chargers twenty eight, Vikings twenty four. The Chargers finally get a win. The Vikings, not so much. Still can't get a win. Even though they look fucking great. Like, Dude, I don't know team, how a team can look so good and just keep losing. Yeah, this team is too good to be 0-3. Yeah. Like, but right now, their biggest problem is turnovers. Yeah. Like, um, they're fumbling the ball way too much. Kirk is throwing a good amount of picks. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah he's, he's he has the yards and the touchdowns to be okay with those turnovers, but he's throwing it at the worst possible time yeah but then again on the other side the chargers looked crazy good on offense justin herbert probably the performance so far of his career probably one of his best 40 for 47 405 yards three touchdowns no interceptions and he only got sacked once that's so good yeah that's the the 40 for 47 is probably the most impressive yeah, and their backup quarterback, Keenan Allen, one for one, 49 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> I wish you would have saw Mike's reaction to that. Yeah. And it's jumping up and down like a little girl. <laughs> uh, they didn't do anything on the ground, though. Joshua Kelly, Justin Herbert, and Isaiah Spiller combined for 30 rushing yards on 15 attempts. But then again, with Austin Eckler out, who really thought they were going to run the ball? Me. That was it. Um, that's why I started Joshua Kelly in fantasy. Oh, no. yeah, kind of screwed me over because if I would have started Damian Pierce, I would have won. Um, yeah. but that's besides the point. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Oh my God, Keenan Allen, eighteen receptions on twenty targets, two hundred and fifteen receiving yards, and he didn't even put up a touchdown, which is crazy. That's uh, he. He threw a touchdown. Yes, he did throw a touchdown. But didn't catch one. Yeah, and Mike Uh, Williams was on the receiving end of that touchdown. Seven receptions, 121 yards on eight targets. But, unfortunately, Mike Williams got taken down. Um, So he was going up the field on, like, a little screen, I believe. And then Harrison Smith dropped down, comes to hit him, kind of hits him high, but... I believe it was Daniil Hunter that landed on the back of his legs trying to tackle him low, and it came out yesterday that Mike Williams tore his ACL and he'll miss the rest of the season. That's He's having a great season. I know. He started off fantastic in this game. Even though he went down, he had a great performance. So now... For a speedy, speedy recovery. Yeah, and shout-out Donald Parham Jr., 
I hate him so much because he steals touchdowns from this team. He had two receptions for four yards and two touchdowns. Yes, What sir. the fuck? This guy is just a goal line threat as a receiving tight end. Yeah. It's tight the weirdest thing ever. Crazy. Yeah. Just absurd. <laughs> no, but uh, how about Justin Jefferson finding the end zone for the first time this season? Yeah. Yeah. And, and also recording seven receptions yeah. and 149 yards. He's yeah. been doing that all season. Yeah. But he finally got in the end zone. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give credit to uh, Alexander Madison. He finally had a pretty good game. 20 carries, 93 yards, um, had five receptions for 32 yards as well. That's a pretty solid one. And I took the risk and put him in the, in the flex yeah. this week. Uh, I was There was no shortage of points. Yeah. But the story that kind of is coming out of this game is the ballsy call by Brandon Staley. Going for it on his own side of the field, up by four, with like a minute left, is crazy. <laughs> what are you doing? No, that's that. It was I was like speechless when I saw that yeah. happen. And like you see it in the moment, and you're like, that is a boneheaded decision. And then after the game, they still end up winning, and I'm still thinking that is a boneheaded decision. That is just stupid. That could have came and bit him in the ass so quick. Yeah, like I'm trying to pull up the uh, the play here. So yeah. First and 10. Okay, so yeah, fourth and one on the Chargers 24. They run the ball up the middle with Joshua Kelly for no gain, and uh, he's short of the goal or short of the uh, first down, and it's a turnover on downs. And then luckily, end up getting an interception uh, into the end zone and winning the game. Yeah, and dude, that was such a crazy interception, too. Because it like tipped off two yeah. defenders' hands into like I'm just sitting here I'm like, like Kirk can't catch a break right now. Yeah, it was it was tough for Kirk there, um, but nonetheless the Chargers get the victory. Now the Vikings are officially no arguing the best zero and three team. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's pretty safe to say. Who else is uh zero and three? You got the Broncos, Bears, Broncos, Bears, um, oh, the Panthers. Yeah, Panthers are 0 and 3. Yep. Uh, I think I, that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, yeah. it's obviously the Vikings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But let's let's just go ahead and do it. Let's talk about it. Dolphins 70, Broncos 20. Now just let that sink in for a second. Yes, 70, 7 0. That means 10 touchdowns, and that's exactly how they did it. 10 touchdowns for the Dolphins. Broncos look like a fucking mess. But let's talk about the Dolphins first. Third most points scored by a team in NFL history. So go ahead, toss that one up on the board. They could have broken the record by kicking a field goal. They were well into field goal range, decided to kneel it, whatever. That's fine. I think that was a little respect from Mike McDaniel. You're up 50. You don't need to go up by 53 against the team that got you your start as well. Like yeah, he started. He, the ball boy? he was the ball boy yeah. and like begged for a job from Mike Shanahan. And Mike Shanahan ended up like bringing him on and then followed him to Washington where he just started working with Kyle Shanahan. So his whole career started because of the Broncos. So, and he's a Denver kid. So it, it kind of makes sense why he didn't want to completely fuck them. Too bad. <laughs> Denver hates his guts right now. Yes, all of Denver probably does. Um, but 
let's keep talking about the Dolphins' offense. So Tua didn't really have to do like that much. <laughs> he he was perfect in the first half. Yeah, a Six, perfect show. Sixteen. Yeah, and then and, come you know comes out in the second half, finishes his game twenty three twenty six three oh nine four touchdowns. Didn't even get sacked. They bring in Mike White. Mike White put up a better QBR, two for two, sixty seven yards and a touchdown. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, nothing could stop this team, um, and nothing could stop Devin Chain. Oh, my yeah. God. 18 carries, heck? 203 yards, two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, 13 carries, 82 yards, three touchdowns. What the fuck? Like, Devin Chain not- averaged 11.3 yards per carry. He was getting a first down every time he grabbed the ball. Yeah, I wish I would have known he was going to do this shit before I dropped him after week one. Yeah. Like, it's what? It's insane. And then Tyreek Hill being Tyreek Hill without Jalen Waddle as well. That part keeps getting looked over. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle, and they put up 70 points on a defense that people actually think is good. I thought they were good. Yeah, I, you know, if you're the Dolphins, just get rid of Jalen Waddle. Uh, I don't know about that. Maybe unless they want to give him to the Falcons. Yeah, I'll take that. But look, yeah. they don't need him. They don't need him. Yeah, exactly. We'll take him. Yeah. Um, Jalen Waddle for Desmond Ritter, and then we'll start Taylor Heineke. And then we'll trade for Justin Fields. No, I'm good. He just needs a change of scenery. I don't think Trust. so. I think he needs a change of build. Jobs. I think he he's needs gonna be to be the, built different. He's going to be the most athletic T-Mobile worker ever. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, how about Robbie Chosen? One reception, yes, 68 yards. Yes, the football player formerly known as Robbie Anderson. Yes, sir. Um, and then Raheem Mostert, seven receptions, 60 yards, one touchdown. Just a fucking domination. Oh, yeah, Devin A. Chain also caught two touchdowns as well. Yeah, so he, he totaled four touchdowns. Yeah, and Raheem Mostert did as well. Um, they had one of the best running back tandem performances ever. Probably the best. That's it's brutal. Yeah. It, crazy. I mean, it's just like this Denver, like we were saying, this Denver defense is supposed to be like one of the top defenses in the league. Yeah, they have a, a pretty solid defensive line. They have one of the best coverage corners in Pat Sertan the second. They had one of the best safeties last year in Justin Simmons. Nothing. Nothing out of this defense. Yeah. But for Denver, um, Russ is, is Russ. 23 for 28, 306 yards, one touchdown, one interception, got sacked once. Not even that bad. <laughs> Oddly enough. 23 for 38. Just oh, so you know. yes. 23 for 38. So it's a little worse. But nonetheless, not he, horrible. He's still throwing for over 300 yards. Yeah. Just My can't. problem is that he fucking played this whole game. Yeah, that that's weird. They, it's like Sean Payton was punishing Russell Wilson for how bad the defense was. Yeah. Like, after, after, he should not have played the fourth quarter. No. No. Not at all. But Cortland Sutton had a good game. J- uh, Jerry Judy, I think his first game of the season, um, or at least full health, had a pretty yeah. good game as well. Um yeah, Cortland Sutton also fumbled the ball twice, lost it twice. Poor guy. Yeah, just brutal. Um, 
But like what like let's just let's talk about the Broncos real quick. Cause they were a joke last year when Nathaniel Hackett is their head coach. Are they a bigger joke this season? Uh, the real the question continues. Was yeah. it because of Nathaniel Hackett? Okay, so my thing is like Nathaniel Hackett was so obviously a bad head coach. He's a great yeah. offensive coordinator. Bad head coach. Didn't know when to call timeouts. Didn't know who to put on the field. Nothing. Very bad head coach. But Sean Payton's a good head coach and still can't make this team good. Sean Payton's a great head coach. Yeah, a Super Bowl winning head coach. Yeah. And but, he still can't do shit. Right. So I, the, I think that makes this season's Broncos way bigger joke because they're supposed to be good. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, like, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't supposed to be good. He was supposed to lure Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm speechless because the Broncos might not win a game this year. Yeah, they, they very well may not. <laughs> um, but Broncos let, country, let's ride. Yes, let Russ cook. The rest of this season is all the I I think uh, Russell needs to run with the uh, I, I thought this just out of my own brain uh, disrespectful and it's D I S R U S S respectful. They need to put Russ on defense. Facts. Let him cook. Yeah, you never know. Let him cook. But let's move on. Patriots fifteen, Jets ten. A fucking stinker. Yeah, what a what a score. The best thing that there's two good things that came out of this game, and it doesn't matter. It didn't reflect anything in the score. Uh, the Patriots just dominate this matchup. I think they've now won the last 16 meetings uh, between the two, and they dominate so much that Mac Jones cup checked Sauce Gardner. I don't know if you saw the video. It's fucking oh, hilarious. I saw it. it. It's like the idea of Mac Jones, this well uh, under average, you know, below average quarterback who's never really achieved anything in the NFL, going up to the defensive rookie of the year from last year, one of the best corners in the league, and cup checking him is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. But Sauce got him back later in the game. True. True. Shoved his, shoved his ass down into the turf. Yeah. But then after the game, I believe it was the morning the next day, Joe Namath went on radio, Jets legend and historically extremely overrated quarterback Joe Namath, um, said that he is. He's just an overrated quarterback historically. He won one Super Bowl, and people think he's the GOAT. And people think he has good style. He bought one jacket. He had one jacket. That's it. And don't forget about the Susie Colbert thing, but we're done. Yeah, we're done with Shitting on Joe Namath. He said that he has seen enough of Zach Wilson and that his performance was disgusting. (laughs) I hate to break it to you, Joe. I don't think the Jets wanted to see Zach Wilson this year. That's what I don't get about. They didn't choose to put him in the game. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles. They were hoping to be 3-0 at this point. Yeah. With a quarterback who could be leading in the MVP yes yeah. right now. But no, he went down on the first drive. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't get this. Like, yeah, we all know Zach Wilson's bad. 
It, that's pretty obvious. I don't know why but, you think you're a QB expert, but... But did we think he was going to be this bad after training with Aaron Rodgers all preseason? He didn't throw a pick. Yeah, but he's averaging 4.4 yards in this game. I don't care. But they couldn't run the ball either. They couldn't do yeah. anything. Yeah, Brees Hall, so. after that first game, looks very ineffective. Like, he just it's just not working. Something. Yeah, I mean, he's got the excuse. He can blame it on the injury. He's still trying to get back into gear. Yeah, well, I guess Dalvin Cook could just do the same. Yeah. Just years ago. <laughs> who, the, who the fuck is Nick Bowden? Don't know. He got a rush. For one yard. Just about, actually, exactly the same as Zach Wilson. I would assume Nick Bowden's like a fullback since he had one rush for one touchdown. Yeah, fullback. Hell yeah. Low man wins. Um, Yeah, that's enough <laughs> of this game. This game fucking sucked. Yeah, agreed. But, Absolutely. A good game here. Bills, Commanders. Well, a good game for the Bills. Uh, I was about to say, this was, this was a fucking Bill, <laughs> Bills domination. 37, Commanders 3. Um, this was a good game if you had Bills defense on your fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, this one just exposed Sam Howell entirely. Uh, or, 19 or, for 29, 170 yards, no touchdowns, and four picks. And he got sacked nine times. Four picks is brutal. Yeah. Uh, I think this was just the Bills being like, fuck everybody for saying we're frauds. Because, <laughs> yeah. oof. And, and like Josh Allen, you look at the numbers, it wasn't like his best performance. The defense was just ridiculous. Also, yes. James Cook is becoming like an actually very good running back. Yeah, I mean, 15 carries for 98 yards. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. I wouldn't yeah. ask for anything more out of your running back in a game like this two more maybe i mean <laughs> yeah you want that plus five bonus yeah i want that fantasy that fantasy bonus i can tell you this it wasn't gonna help ronnie that's true but um terrell bernard the star of this one on defense two sacks one pass deflection five solo tackles daquan jones had one and a half sacks and a tackle for loss um, Ed Oliver with one and a half sacks. Leonard Floyd had two sacks. Greg Russo had one. AJ Epinesa getting on the board as well. Just brutal, brutal performance. Yeah, Epinesa with the pick six. Yeah. Yeah. So he had a sack and a pick six, but I mean, yeah, four picks is absolutely insane. Like, come on. Yeah, you could go up against the best defense in the league. But to be an NFL quarterback to come out and throw four picks? That's Sam yeah. Howell, what are we doing? Yeah, that was a, a tough showing. It just seemed like something was very off. Yeah, I mean, Brian game. Robinson didn't have a terrible running game. No. Ten, ten carries for 70 yards. They just they, mean, they put the ball in Sam Howell's hands. Not even that. Like It's not like he had the ball too much. Or he was throwing too much. 39 pass attempts isn't much. The problem is that four of them went to the other team. So You only get so many drives. The commanders possibly are frauds. So they started 2-0. and They get their first loss. But I don't know. I still like this defense. They just played a very good offense. Maybe they weren't quite expecting this good of a performance. But yeah. let's get to the next one. Texans 37, Jaguars 17. 
I told everybody on this podcast last week that ES, whatever ESPN writer did it, that ranked the all the teams that hadn't gotten a win yet, all the 0-2 teams, and said that the Texans were the worst, worst is out of their fucking mind. Because I said, okay, well, I said the Cardinals were one that was worse, and maybe maybe they proved me wrong, but I said the Bears were by far the worst. They certainly are. The Texans looked fucking great. C.J. Stroud is actually amazing. He is actually so good. 20 for 30, 280, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and didn't even get sacked once. He's he's looking like a seasoned vet. Yeah, he looks so poised in the pocket. It's crazy. And then you got Tank Dell. Yeah. He absolutely he just insane. chooses a guy each week, and Tank Dell happened to be the guy this week. Five receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. What? Like what the fuck? Yes, sir. That's crazy. Oh, but just look how well he he spread the ball out. You got Nico Collins bringing in two receptions. Robert Woods three. Damian Pierce three. Revan Jordan with two. Uh, yeah. John Mechie. Getting in on the action with two. Dalton Schultz one. Devin Singletary two. Like that's that's showing your people some love. Yeah, man. And like yeah. you had great contributions from Shaquille Griffin, the veteran, and then Henry Toto, the rookie. Both of them having great performances in this one. Will Anderson, of course, just kind of doing his thing. He hit the QB twice. But yeah, this Texans team looked great. But this Jags team looked fucking horrible. I don't know what it was about them. Like, it seemed like they'd move up the field, nothing. They'd always just get cut short right outside of field goal range. And it just killed them all game. Trevor Lawrence, 27 for 40, 279, one touchdown, one interception. And then C.J. Beathard ends up coming in the game near the end. He gets two attempts, two completions, nine yards. But the running game, Etienne looked good. 19 carries, 88 yards. There's nothing wrong with that performance. And then the receiving game, Evan Ingram didn't have a bad game either. Seven receptions, 67 yards. But Calvin Ridley went down early. He stayed out of the game for, I think, the second quarter. Ends up coming back in the second half, but wasn't getting as many targets, wasn't getting as many snaps in general. Um, It just kind of seemed like something was missing here for Trevor Lawrence. It's it's been like this since the season started for Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. It takes him. It's been looking like it takes him three quarters to get warmed up, and then that fourth quarter he starts looking like the Trevor Lawrence we all know. Yeah, that can just fire it to anybody and push down the field at will. But it just seems like the first half, especially, he just doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know in like the plays that he's calling and everything like that. Yeah, he definitely looked a little bit lost in that first half, but then it just does it does kind of seem to be the story. The second half is where this team wins and unfortunately they'd given up way too many points prior. Yeah, but going back to Will Anderson blocking that kick. Yeah. He's looking like rookie defensive player of the year already. Well, there there might be somebody contending with him. We'll we'll talk about it. Yeah. Um let's get to the next game though. Colts 22, Ravens 19 in overtime. A thriller, for some without, reason. Without, <laughs> without Anthony, Anthony yeah. And Gardner Minshew had a great game. Yeah, but Lamar just was Lamar in this game. This is Lamar Jackson. 
22 for 31, 202, no touchdowns, no interceptions, got sacked four times. 14 carries, 101 yards, and two <laughs> rushing touchdowns. What? Uh, well, I that's, think it's, that's Lamar I think, Jackson. I think Gus Edwards left the game. If Yeah, if I think I'm you're not, right. Yeah, so Lamar just had to take over the run game. Because Melvin did. Gordon ain't doing it. Fuck no. I don't know why he still has a job here. But... Because everybody keeps getting hurt. They have to have bodies. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, throw it back to the other side, Zach Moss. Yeah. Implementing why he should, even if Jonathan Taylor were to come back, why he should be RB1. Yeah, the fact that the Colts ran, like, what, 80 plays almost in this game is crazy. Like, 44 passing attempts for Gardner, 35 rushes. Zach Moss looked fantastic. You said it, 30 carries, 122 yards. Yeah, it's not the most efficient day. He didn't get any touchdowns, but that's what you want to see from a guy that just sometimes you got to give him the ball. Just he caught in, one. In, yeah, you did catch uh, a touchdown. But that's the kind of workhorse running back style that, that this Colts team really needs as well, especially with Anthony Richardson out, which definitely takes away from the running game. Gardner Minshew obviously isn't going to go into takeover mode and win this game for you, but Zach Moss just getting much-needed yards was so helpful for this team. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, I'm happy to see the Colts win this one, though, honestly. Yeah, I am too. Um, They look good. The Ravens also look good. Their defense wasn't bad in this game. No, both defenses look great. I mean, this is, uh, you would say, like a low-scoring game compared to some of these other matchups. But really, it's just I'm. I was most impressed with Gardner Minshew being able to come in and command this offense. Yeah, yeah, he did a a pretty good job considering the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to the next one: Seahawks thirty-seven, Panthers twenty-seven. Um, so what? This game was so boring. Yeah, it, it's weird. It was a high-scoring game too. Like you got sixty-four points up on the board. And it's somehow boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk about how Andy Dalton threw the ball 58 times. Yeah, that's definitely boring. <laughs> that's very 334 yards. But, I mean, Carolina, Miles Sanders couldn't get anything going. Yeah, yeah. he had a rush touchdown, but nine carries for 24 yards. The, the, the biggest highlight for this offense was finally seeing Adam Thielen become your wide receiver one. Yeah, they needed but, somebody to step up. Yeah, and I mean, you had D- him and the the uh, combo with Adam Thielen and DJ Chark looked amazing. Yeah, I have I have to ask, how the fuck did DJ Chark have eleven targets, four receptions? <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh my god! I think I saw at least five overthrown. Because I was about to say, like Adam Thielen got way too many targets, and then I saw that DJ Chark only had three less, but he caught <laughs> he yeah, caught seven I mean, less passes. I mean, Miles Sanders had nine targets as a running back. Yeah, because look, Andy Dalton wants the ball in his hands, man. That's that's Christian McCaffrey numbers, right there. Yeah, man, the Red Rider, whatever the fuck they call him. I mean, three sixty one. It wasn't that bad. You just shouldn't be giving Andy Dalton 60 opportunities to throw the ball. Not at all. But really, what what sealed this game for Seattle was just Kenneth Walker late in the game. Yeah. Just moving through that D-line and getting in the end zone twice. 
Yeah. Huge stuff from Kenneth Walker there and what we have kind of been hoping for. He hasn't been amazing this season, uh, but finally a, a pretty good performance, maybe boost him a little bit. And Zach Charbonnet has played the backup running back role pretty well. Um, yeah. You know, all things considered, nine carries, 46 yards. He's using his limited amount of carries and being a pretty impressive running back, still averaging over five yards per carry. Yeah, like he's he's been he looked very strong, good pushing through that uh, pushing through that line. Sorry, my brain was just fumbling there for a <laughs> minute. But no, he looked really good because they're using him on the third and ones, the second and shorts. Uh, but when you look at it, that's a great combination to have because Kenneth Walker is your more efficient, elusive running back. Zach Charbonnet can just pound through the line. Yeah. Um, Receiving-wise for Seattle, DK Metcalf had a great game, six receptions, 112 yards. Kenneth Walker had three receptions for 59 yards. Um, Tyler Lockett doing his thing last week. He had, like, two touchdowns this week. He did jack shit. Um, That's just Tyler Lockett nowadays. Shout out rookie Jake Bobo. One reception, five yards, and a touchdown. Showing off for the white wide receivers. Yeah. Can we talk about how Geno Smith is just not wanting to throw the ball to Jason? Yeah, I don't I don't know why. Like only three targets for him in this game. They're is, not taking shots with the long ball with him. Yeah. My, the only passes he gets are like short slants over the middle. Or just short curl routes, and That's and I wonder, I wonder if it's because of his size, he's a little bit of a leaner six foot wide receiver. He's not big for his height, unlike DK Metcalf, who is giant. Yeah. I think they're almost hesitant to throw to him because he's not like a physical pass catcher. He he's definitely like a yards after the catch run with the ball kind of receiver. And it just doesn't seem like that's what they're looking for, which makes me question why they drafted him. Yeah, it's it's weird. You would you think you would see more production or just like more opportunities. Yeah. Like he only had three targets this whole game. Yeah. Like, he just seems underutilized. Wild. Yeah. And and maybe it's because him and Tyler Lockett play the wide receiver position pretty similar. Yeah. Like, they have pretty similar builds. JSN, two inches taller, but Tyler Lockett, like, they're both similar weight as well. I think that plays a factor into it as well. But let's move on. Chiefs-Bears. Chiefs win it 41-10. I'm going to set a five-minute timer for us to talk about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and that's it. Setting the five-minute timer right now. Five minutes on the clock. Yeah, I'll just, I'm going to go ahead and say Taylor this. Swift. Brittany Mahomes is pissed. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Taylor Swift has just taken the game away from her. Correct. Like, nobody cares about that bitch anymore. <laughs> Taylor's like, I'm happy for Travis. This is what we all want to see. Yeah. So, like, Travis, I believe he showed up to the game in, like, uh, an outfit. Yeah, an, an outfit that was inspired by... Taylor Swift's 1989 album cover. Um, Also, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales have increased 400% on the NFL Mm. shop after this game. Uh, Mm. Also, 
interesting. No correlation here at all either. Chiefs Bears was the most watched NFL game on any network this week, <laughs> averaging 24.3 million viewers on Fox, and it also ranked first for women from ages 12 to 49. You had huh. Swifties. You had Swifties by uh, YouTube TV just to watch Dude, the game. There was this tweet that I saw. I was watching the Yak earlier today, and they brought it up. It was like this insane, um, what's it called, astrology thing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, and like it is the most absurd thing I've ever read. It's like, yeah. well, this they're house of friendship links with i'm not even get that's a direct quote house of friendship was something travis's, on travis's dog just connected with taylor <laughs> swift's uh salon person yeah and it's just like boom no it, it's the most ridiculous like the this his something mars and her whatever venus it's like I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it's the most absurd thing ever. This, that's the issue with this. <laughs> that's yeah, the issue. See, that is going to become a thing because of this. Did you see the, uh, the the their suite? How many people were standing behind their suite yeah. as they were trying to leave? Yeah. Like, and I know they were all there to see Donna Kelsey because who wouldn't want to? Yeah. Wouldn't want to see Donna. I'm taking Donna Kelsey in my life more than Taylor Swift. Yeah, she seems like a nice, nice young lady. Yeah, who could get down at a party? <laughs> but no, it's like Taylor Swift was into this game. Yeah, it's not like she was just sitting there yeah. on her phone. There's a video of her chest bumping somebody in the suite. That's devotion. Like what? Yeah, and like everybody on the Chiefs sidelines, like looking up at the suite, like looking at Travis, like is that Taylor Swift? Dude, that video is hilarious. <laughs> It's like, holy shit. Yeah, and, like, you have Travis getting interviewed on the sideline, and he, like, keeps looking up at the box. It, oh, he was looking up the crazy, whole game. Crazy. But, hey, listen, they won by 31. Yes, but we still have a minute and 50 seconds to keep talking about this, so I do want to bring up how bad is this going to be? If this is an actual, like, relationship, how bad is this really going to be? I'd, like... Like you're talking like media and all this yeah. stuff. Because oh, we, I've already, I've already had enough of the puns with song <laughs> titles. That's yeah. already way blown out of proportion at this point. This yeah. is gonna get to the worst. Th this is gonna be the worst thing ever. If anything, the media could drive this to not become an actual relationship. It's true. Yeah, I could think. Yeah, I. Would, yeah, should Taylor date somebody out of the music business? Well, yeah. Uh, I think that's you know, obvious. And Travis seems happy. Can we talk about Travis's car driving, leaving the stadium? Yeah. That was sick, bro. He had her laughing. You know he's <laughs> in. But no, it seems like they're good for each other. So I just don't want the media to ruin it for him. You know. You sound like a bitch right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I listen. I look, but the one silver lining is that. I can now talk about football, at least Chiefs football, with plenty of women. <laughs> a, a way bigger demographic now than ever because of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Uh, we'll, we'll leave 30 seconds on the clock. I guess five minutes was a little too long. But, yeah, I, I guess this is a thing now. I guess we're going to oh, just have to talk about this. Last thing, I'm, the main reason I'm happy is to drive attention away. 
from Brittany Mahomes. Yes, that's the root of all of this. Get her off. Yo, <laughs> like, on the next season of quarterback, can we get a feature? <laughs> can, can we just get a tight end? TV series and just Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift. Okay, football time. The Bears fucking suck. They are so bad. They lost by 31. Justin Fields only attempted 22 passes. And he only Not rushed the ball that. 11 times. Didn't even break 100 yards. Threw a pick. Got sacked three times. They couldn't run the ball. Roshan Johnson, 8 carries, 38 yards. Khalil Herbert, 7 carries, 31 yards. This Bears team is so fucking bad. Yeah, it's not looking good. And they had the big pickup of DJ Moore this year. Yeah. And Chase Claypool, who people thought were going to be a big impact on success for Justin Fields. Yeah. It's not. No, it is the opposite of a positive impact on this team. Uh, the Chiefs were just firing on all cylinders, though. Patrick Mahomes, 24 for 33, 272, three touchdowns, didn't throw a pick, didn't get sacked, and then uh, they were blowing him out so bad, Blaine Gabbert ended up in the game. Pacheco had a pretty good day. He had 15 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Clyde had 15 carries, 55 yards, and a touchdown. This game was just going their way. Kelsey, seven receptions, 69 yards, a touchdown. Just crazy. Yeah. It was a blowout. That's really all we need to talk about it. The Bears suck. They're they're competing with Denver to see who will be the worst team in the NFL this year. Yeah, they're watching a lot of Caleb Williams film right now. Maybe some Michael Penix if they favor the lefties. I mean, you see how well two is doing. I don't know. Michael Penix, first overall pick. Might have to put down a future on that uh, if you're in a gambling state or 21 and, and 21. Not, not Georgia. Not yeah, not Georgia, unfortunately. Uh, but let's go to the next one. The upset of the week, easily. Cardinals, 28. Cowboys, 16. Cowboys suck. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs out for the season has really, really impacted this defense. Yeah, the, Card- the Cardinals way. were not supposed to win a game. Yeah, I mean, weren't the Cowboys your pick to, like, dominate the NFL this year? No, I said they would win the NFC East. Okay. And they still can. The Eagles are going to lose some games. They can't keep playing close games. Right. But, uh, no, Dak had a rough day. Yeah, a little, little rough for Dak. Rough day. Like, 25 but I think 40. he threw the ball too much. I think 40 is too much. You got to st- stop him at 35. You think so? I think so. I think 35 pass attempts for Dak is perfect. I mean, Tony Pollard still carried for 23 attempts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Give give Pollard and Dowdle, who's a pretty good runner as well, give those two the ball quite a few times. Dak only needs to throw the ball 35 times. If he can go 20 for 35 or 25 for 35 every week, not throw a pick, maybe throw one pick, that's all I need. If Pollard's going to be running five Five yards per carry, 23 carries, 122. Rico Dowdle, 5.3 yards per carry as well. I don't need Dak to throw the ball that much. Yeah, true. But let's talk about the rise of Jake Ferguson. Yeah, he looks great. He's he's filling the role of Dalton Schultz perfectly. Yeah, he is. Michael Gallup had a good game in this one as well. For some reason, CeeDee Lamb just couldn't get open against this yeah. Cardinals defense, and... Ferguson, Lamb, Gallup, and Brandon Cooks all got seven targets. Brandon Cooks only caught three balls, though. 
They only caught two. Oh, sorry, two. I was reading Rico Dowdle's three. Yeah. I'm waiting for a Brandon Cook's like breakout game. It's gonna happen. You might be waiting a while. It's gonna happen. Granted, it might not be till like 2024, but it's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know. I just got that feeling. I don't know. But shout out Michael Gallup. Six receptions, 92 yards. It's a great performance. Too bad I mean, your team right. got kind of shit on when it comes to playing the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, Josh Dobbs just exposed this Dallas defense. He just did his job, man. So did James Conner. What's what's crazy is that Dobbs had a rush for forty four yards. Yeah, that is insane. Like, <laughs> and Rondale what? Moore had a forty five yard run as well. Yeah, like what are we doing? They they rushed all together for two hundred and twenty two yards. Yeah. Josh Dobbs only passed for one hundred eighty nine. Yeah, like the Cardinals' offense wasn't good. It was better than Dallas. That's all. That's the only. Yeah, that's all that matters. You got to look at. Can your offense be better than the opposing team's defense? Yeah, and shout out Matt Prater. I think he hit a 62-yarder to go into the half. Yeah, I think it was Just 62 or 61. Yeah, 62 yards. Um, made his one extra point. It was three for three from uh, from distance. So, yeah, shout out Matt Prater. Better than ever. Um, yeah, look, the Cardinals actually won a game. It's crazy. They're officially better than the Panthers, the Broncos, the Vikings. We'll, we'll see if they can do it next week. Yeah. Probably not, but... Yeah, we'll I don't see. like their chances. Um, the 49ers are pretty good last time I checked. Yeah, Josh Dobbs might leave in a coffin. Yeah, he might die. Nick Bosa might kill him. Or Fred Warner. Yeah, maybe. Fred Warner might pick him off three times. No, that's uh, Ufanga. <laughs> or Chavarius Ward. Or anybody on that. Yeah, team. literally Bosa, anyone. Javon Hargrave Bosa, might eat him. Bosa might pick him off three times. Yeah. Honestly. Also, geez. just because we're talking about this 49ers defense, shout out Eric Armstead, uh, their defensive tackle. He uh, put out these uh, couple of TikToks breaking down his game checks. Very interesting stuff. Feel free to check that out. Very cool videos. But let's move on to the next game. Sunday night football. Just a, I get it. It's a historic matchup. Bad matchup. It's a shit show. Steelers 23, the Raiders 18. Kenny Pickett, first two touchdown game of his career. Yeah. Not a good performance. Okay. Uh, No, I'll give him, I'll give him good. I won't give him great. 16 for 28, 235, two touchdowns. Pretty good. I'll give him pretty good. Seven times he got sacked. Seven. No, he got, only got sacked one time for seven yards. Oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah. That's on me. Uh, but the run game still sucks. The play calling sucks. A very lucky long touchdown to Calvin Austin saved this game for them. Yeah, last week it's George Pickens. This this week it's Calvin Austin. Uh, next week it's gonna be Allen Robinson. So take take the over on his yards. Yeah, because it's gonna happen. Uh, get uh, take Allen Robinson anytime touchdown scorer. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, this Pittsburgh defense is just so good, and the Raiders' offense looked horrible. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, 28 for 44. 324, two touchdowns, three picks. He got sacked four times. Josh Jacobs, 17 carries, only 62 yards. It, just a brutal showing. Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers had their fucking way. Yeah. But it just I still mean, to, to nothing, for nothing. Jimmy G's out there throwing with a concussion. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it, it came out that after the game, he has a concussion. He was still hitting Devontae Adams. He missed him seven times, but I will say there's one play that Jimmy G threw over the middle that almost got Devontae Adams killed. Yeah. Like, do you remember that? Yeah. Like, he so, threw yeah. it up. Devontae Adams had to jump up and he just got laid out by Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Look, Minka has already ruined a career last week. Why not do it again? <laughs> Stop. Stop. All this hate to make up Fitzpatrick. It's not hate. He's just a physical player. Yeah, he likes crown of the helmets to the knee. What can I say? <laughs> it was shoulder. I'll give him that. It was shoulder. Um, but yeah, he also led the team in total tackles in this one and solos. Uh, 11 total tackles in that. But yeah, look, the Steelers, the play calling still sucks. The offense still sucks. It's just this defense was good enough to beat the Raiders. Yeah. How about TJ Watt bringing another two sacks? Yeah, that guy's crazy. He is. He's he's not human. He had two tackles in this game, and they were both sacks. He's not human. No, he's not. Just but ridiculous. That's that's really all the... How about... I mean, you, Najee Harris is a joke this year. Yeah, he sucks. He does. The, the man looks like he's running in slow motion. Yeah. Well, and they keep trying to run up the middle with him, which I don't fully understand. Yeah. I get that he's like a big running back. But let him get to the outside because we've seen him have fantastic seasons where, like, every single highlight play from the season is when he's outside in space. Let him get in space. Let him cook. Yeah. Don't make him run up against five, six, seven guys. Let him go one-on-one against a corner. Yeah, I mean, when you're going up against Max Crosby for majority of the game, it's yeah. not going to work out. No. Dude's an animal. Yeah, he is. Um. All right, let's get to the uh, the Monday night games. Eagles twenty five, Buccaneers eleven. My favorite Kelsey and Swift of the week, uh, in this game for the Eagles. No but... shot. You just said that. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? It's in my notes for the oh, for the episode. That's how long I've been waiting to say it. Um. Yeah, my favorite Swift and Kelsey. DeAndre Swift leading the team in rushing yards. Another fantastic performance, 130 yards. And then Jason Kelsey being the star of the tush push, which got them the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. I th- I think Swift has definitely put himself in position as RB1. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> also, so any- is Rashad Penny, like, hurt or something? No. Or do they just not want to use him? They just don't want to use him. He's, I don't he get runs it. like he he runs like Ezekiel Elliott. That's fair. AJ like, Brown you, finally had a good game though. Yeah. About time, honestly. Yeah. Other than the five targets that he didn't catch, nine receptions, 131 yards is fantastic. And shout out he my dropped, boy. Shout out my boy Olamide Zacchaeus getting a touchdown yeah. in this game. Well, AJ Brown dropped three of those five targets that didn't go his way. Like yeah. it hit his hands and he physically dropped them. One in yeah. the end zone. It was raining. I'll give him that because Mike Evans had some brutal drops in this game as well. 
Yeah, but he also had that insane catch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <The> way... <laughs> <laughs> but, no, there's there's a lot of big highlight plays that came from this game. Yeah. And it, it was a good matchup for the first half. Definitely. I, I got to ask, then, is the tush push unfair? I, Nobody else does it this well. I I don't think so. I don't either. I, I like but, I get what people have a problem with with like you just put three people behind him to push him forward. Like it's pretty hard to stop it. But other teams can do it. Guess what? The Philadelphia Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl last year. In case you oh. didn't remember that. They they did the tush push all fucking year. It's only been stopped a couple of times and it didn't win them a Super Bowl. So it's not it's not like it's something that nobody else can can just defeat. You can't defeat the Eagles unless you can do a tush push. That's not it's not the problem here. You just need to get better at figuring it out. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think it's unfair. I don't either. I think they people want to do just it. get better. Yeah. If you know you're playing the Eagles, you should just do it in practice. Figure out how to stop it or how to get better at it. If if you're hungry, you got to eat. Yeah. If I you're agree. full, take a step back. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> to this situation? All right. You got anything else talking about this game? <laughs> Uh, defenses were okay. Oh, I do have something to talk about. So you had said that Will Anderson is obviously the defensive rookie of the year. I think Jalen Carter is. Jalen Carter has been a monster. He's currently the number one ranked interior lineman in the NFL per PFF. Out of all, all players, not just rookies. That's cool. No, that's amazing. He's from Georgia. So? All right. So, uh, yeah, Darius Slay had a Pretty bad game. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Jalen Carter had uh, half a sack in this game, hit the QB. Uh believe he had a forced fumble as well. So, just a great game for him. Yeah. Hey, shout out Jalen Hurts for getting a tackle. Let's go. <laughs> Great job. It's because he threw two picks. Yeah. But he, one of them was a horrible pass. Yeah. But like, that, that pick that uh, D Delaney had was crazy. Where yeah, he, he, like, his, he yeah. ripped it out. I kind of wish he had put the ball over the end zone rather than over the one-yard line. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Oh, no. But final game of the week. rams Bengals. Yeah, the Rams take it 19 to 16 and absolutely fucking it, just a stinker all the way up until the very end of the game. Yeah, what a boring game. Yeah, it was it was 6-6 at halftime. Yeah, like it was just brutal, but one thing I'm happy about is we finally saw Jamar Chase do his thing. Yeah, thank God. 12 receptions for 141 yards. Yeah. But man, Joe Burrow, the struggle bus continues. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. T. Higgins, eight targets, two catches. Tyler Boyd, nine targets, five catches. It's like, 
what what can he even do about that? Like, is it is it is it his fault or are they dropping the ball? I don't know. I will say for T Higgins at least, T Higgins is dropping the ball. Okay. There's at least three that he just yeah. blatantly just one literally. It was a curl route. It hit his hand. It went through his hands, hit his chest, and went to the ground. Yeah. Like what? Weather was fine. You're fine. But no, yeah. we get us a, a Super Bowl rematch. Uh, and, you know, the Bengals take this one. Yeah, the Rams just looked bad. The offense looked really, really bad. For the first time in the first, you know, in these three games, Matthew Stafford, 18 for 33, 269, one touchdown, two interceptions, and that offensive line that looked so good, gave up six sacks. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't run you know, the ball either. Honestly, Puka still had a great game. In my yeah, opinion. Puka had a great game. Tyler Higby had a great game. Tutu Atwell also had a touchdown in this one. The, the receivers did fine. It was just that Stafford just didn't have a good one to help them out. Yeah. You know, Tyron Williams kind of shit the bed. He sucks. He doesn't suck. He sucks. Bro, Matthew Stafford missed five passes to him. He, he had two receptions on seven targets. Okay, but he should have ran the ball better. That's his primary job. Yeah, but when you look at it, this this was a pass-first offense, this game. Yeah. They didn't want to run the ball. He also dropped some balls, Kyron. I mean, yeah. Either way, Matthew Stafford was getting torched by Trey Hendrickson. Yeah, he was. Oh, my God. Yeah, and Sam Hubbard. And Dax Hill even got a sack in this one. Um, DJ Hill, DJ Reader. We can yeah. keep talking about this. Actually, no, that's all of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look, the Bengals, they they just were good enough. The Rams looked like shit. The Bengals were good enough to win this game. Should they have won this game? Probably not. The Rams' offense should have been much better. And if this was the best we've seen the Bengals play so far, it's that's not good. Season. It's going to be a rough season. Yeah. They got some shit to figure out uh, in Cincinnati. But, yeah, that does it for uh, week three of the NFL season. Yeah, because I'm not going to lie. With Travis Kelsey being back, the Chiefs finally look like they're hitting stride. Yeah. Like, so Patrick Mahomes is about to tear this shit up once again. Yep, for sure. Um. Any other things from this week that you uh you wanted to talk about before we get into the MLB? Uh, I mean, really, it's just a can. Ah, uh, no, not really. Okay, are you sure? It sounds like you wanted to say something. No, nah, we're good. We're good, honestly. All right. No. You'll just leave all the people wondering what was on your mind. But stay tuned in next week if you want to find out. Well, it'd be a little late to tell him next week. Nonetheless, let's talk about the MLB. Winners and losers, as always. First winner, Bobby Witt Jr. We talk about him all the time, mainly Colin. Colin loves this guy. Uh, he's now a home run short of the fourth 30-50 season in MLB history. He would join Eric Davis in 1987, Barry Bonds in 1990, and Ronald Acuna Jr. in this current year. I can't hear you. You didn't nothing. Twenty twenty three. Ah, yes, twenty twenty three is the current year. Good work. 
Just so y'all know. I, you have I'm a calendar open? Are you cheating? Do you have a calendar open? No. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not the bottom right of the screen right here. Ah, whatever. Bobby Witt looks fantastic this season. Like, yeah. it's too bad that the Royals are genuinely invisible and nobody knows that Bobby Witt is even playing baseball right now. Yeah, it's it's just sad. Yeah. Sad that this talent has to go to waste. Yes, for sure. Same with uh, Rooker out of Oakland. Yeah, Brent Rooker. Another, ta- another talent wasted. Yeah. Also, uh, to correct myself, he also needs two more stolen bases. I think he'll get it. Yeah, home run, two stolen bases in... I don't know, six meaningless games, maybe. Um, But still, fantastic. Even if he doesn't get there, 29 and 48 in your second career year is fantastic. Um, But my first loser, Ronald Acuna. You want to know why? Why? Because despite how good he has been this season, he's actually been one of the most unlucky hitters. What? He has the most outs made on barreled balls in StatCast era. Oh, that's just unfortunate. Man. Yeah, 30 times he has gotten out when he records a barrel, which, just to kind of sum it up, a barrel is a ball that you hit at a certain launch angle, certain exit velocity that is expected to result in an extra base hit 50% of the time. He's gotten oh, out 30 times on that. Last year, Judge broke that record with only 25. Acuna doing it 30 times and still probably the NL MVP. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question about it. There is there is questions. I can't say, like, he's not unanimous. People are going to vote for Mookie Betts. Bro, what'd you say yesterday? What did you say yesterday? He's going to win. Yeah. I know he's going to win. People, it, but it's not that clear cut to some people. He said, he said, fuck the Mookie voters. In case you haven't realized, there's a lot of Braves on the screen right now. Nah, bro. (laughs) (laughs) That's a sick shirt, though. I'm not going to lie. Shout out, John Boy. Um, All right. My next winner, though, Blake Snell. Guy's been fucking locked down. For the Padres, he has a 1.2 ERA during his streak of 23 straight starts, allowing three earned runs or fewer. The only pitcher in the last 100 years to have a lower ERA in a 23-start span within a single season was Bob Gibson with a 0.85 during the uh, 1968 season in which he won his Cy Young. So does that mean Blake Snell is going to be our NL Cy Young? I actually think he will be. There's a good chance, man. He's been lights out. Yeah. yeah. 23 straight starts with three earned runs or fewer is crazy. Yeah. So, I do think Blake Snell's probably the NL Cy Young. We'll, we'll do mu- some as, awards talk once the season concludes. As as much as we want Spencer Strider to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my next loser is the Yankees. What a surprise. Uh, they took the field at Yankee Stadium for the final time this season to a crowd of probably a few hundred. It was like the the picture was jarring. It looked like a post apocalyptic <laughs> universe. Yeah, no, I mean, nobody wants to watch them. It was bad weather. Yom Kippur, so like you know, people didn't want to go to the ballpark. A lot of Jewish fans in New York. Um, they couldn't eat. 
yeah, you couldn't, can't eat, drink. Technically, you can't use technology um, or, or any kind of thing like that. A lot of a lot of big rules. Uh, but people were saying that because of that holiday, people should have been at the ballpark. No. Um, they obviously didn't. But the Yankees seemed to think they were because they announced an attendance of 41,000 at this game. But the stadium looked empty. <laughs> Would, uh, that's absurd. Like, if you looked at that picture, you could probably count how many people were in that stadium. It's all the bots that bought the tickets and yeah. tried to resell, you know? Yeah, that's definitely what it was, was all the people that just immediately buy them and then sell them back off. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, they're losers, and they are also eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, but my next winner, his team's also eliminated from the playoffs, and they really suck, but he doesn't. Nolan Shanuel, is that how you say it? Uh, maybe. Okay. I thought you might have known. He's a rookie nope. for the Angels. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm, I haven't heard it like anybody announced his name. I've only Yeah, read I've it. only read it as well. Because uh, I'm definitely not watching fucking Angels games. Not at this point in the no. year. <laughs> no Trout, no Otani, no Rendon. Yeah, I definitely want to watch that team. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do? Sit there and be like, yes, Zach Nito. Let's go. Nah, he's he. I do he's like Zach Nito. Yeah, he's good, but he was injured for like half the season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but Nolan having one of the best starts to an MLB career ever. He is on a 27-game on-base streak. That's the fourth longest in MLB history to start a career. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, imagine how like jaded of an idea of your MLB career you have when you come up and you get on base in every game you've played. Like that's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm gonna think I'm the shit. And I'm oh yeah, be the best MLB player ever to live. Yeah, he thinks he is never gonna get out. But there's a reason I'm here and not there. So. That's a good point. Um, but my next loser comes from their division, and unfortunately, it's the Oakland Athletics. They have officially clinched the worst record this season. Let's go. Yeah, go Athletics. 48, 48 and 108. Go Vegas Athletics. Yeah, that's Las Vegas Athletics. Is that good? Should they rebrand? Send them to Nashville. No, they're going to Vegas. That's already confirmed. That's right. I know. I think they I should know. change the name. Vegas. Vegas what? Uh, prostitutes. Dealers. Vegas gamblers. Yeah. I don't know. No, nah, never mind. The Vegas oh. Tigers. Sure. Are you thinking of The Hangover? Is that why you said How that? did you get that, yeah. bro? I oh, thought yeah. Tiger, and I thought Vegas, and I was like, it's either The Hangover or Tiger Woods did something in Vegas that I don't know about. Yo, I, that's, a, that's a great job. Bro. I've only watched The Hangover one time, and I haven't that's, watched any of the other ones, just the first. That's, that's ridiculous, man. It's a great movie. Okay. I don't have enough time. I'm not going to watch. How many parts of The Hangover are there? Is there four? Three? Uh, just three. Okay. Yeah, that's still too many. We'll, we'll watch it on the way to Vegas. No. I'm going to be yeah. listening to a podcast. Probably second and short, just like you are right now. Right? <laughs> You're listening right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> My next winner. And I don't know how many times I have to say this or do this, but the Orioles farm system. They just keep doing it. I don't I don't get it. Already just chock full of elite prospects. The Orioles are now in position to potentially secure three first round picks in twenty twenty four. 
What the fuck? Yeah, so their normal pick will be whatever they get in the first round. They also get a comp pick, um, in and that'll be the 31st overall pick. And then when Gunnar Henderson receives his Rookie of the Year award, they'll also get another draft pick in the first round. Just ridiculous. And also, Jackson Holiday uh, was named Baseball America Minor League Baseball Player of the Year. As he should. Yeah, his first season, first full season in Major League Baseball, or in, in the MLB system. Yeah, it's ridiculous what's going yeah. on in Baltimore. It is. And, and outside of Baltimore. It. And Bowie and other, I'm, I'm, other affiliates. I'm here for it. I am too. I, I love this team. I, I hate their just, owner. He sucks. Just, just wait for Connor Pavaloni. <laughs> He's not coming up. Just, just wait. He's totally getting traded for Mike Trout. <laughs> Yo, did you just manifest that shit? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll uh, but my next loser is the Mariners starting pitching. It absolutely collapsed in September. All year, we've been raving about this pitching rotation. Luis Castillo was up there for Cy Young for a while. George Kirby's looked great. Uh, Bryce Miller has had a fantastic start to his young career. Nothing. This Logan fucking... Gilbert. Yeah, Logan Gilbert has been great. Not in September. <laughs> 23 games in September, and their starting pitching has given up 67 runs and 122.2 innings. Remember when it was last September. I don't think that's the words. Is that? Uh, I'm pretty I think sure it's that's the, the very word. first night of September. Is it? I think so. <laughs> but let's keep going that's a, that's since you just started singing in the middle of my my news. Yeah, my uh, bad. <laughs> the lowest ERA in the month of September for the Mariners. Uh, Goes to Luis Castillo, who has a 4.2. Jesus. Yeah, absolutely brutal for that starting rotation. Um, I don't know what they've done. Like, what did they do wrong? Give up too many runs. No walk shit. Too many, <laughs> walk too many batters. Uh, commit one too many balks. Have they been balking a lot? I think they committed two balks in one season. Interesting. All right, well, nonetheless, let's move on because we'll talk about them when we talk about the playoff picture. The next winner is Freddie Freeman. He's now the first first baseman with 20 home runs, 20 stolen bases, and 200 hits in a single season. It's goaded. Yeah, he is. He's genuinely goaded. Too bad he doesn't have 50-something home runs. Loser. Yeah. Yo, Grayson, what does your shirt say again? Matt Olson. For, for those of y'all that are just listening not watching but what are you what are y'all doing go to yeah. youtube right now oh, go watch fucking goofball they might be driving they might just want to listen or you might just be sitting in class or listen you know? to the whole episode on the podcast platform and then go over to youtube and watch what we looked like while we said your favorite parts of the episode yeah absolutely but watch the whole video um but, but back to <laughs> freddie freeman yeah the man just stays winning he does doesn't he have a bad winner. season. Yeah. Like, just across the board, his stats this season have been phenomenal. Yeah, he's going to have a horrible postseason. <laughs> Probably. I'm, manif- I'm manifesting okay. that right now. Fine by me. He's going to go over in the series versus the Braves. Yeah. But this season, 6.2 war, 
203 hits, 26 homers, a 332 batting average, which is crazy. 332? Oh, my God. Uh, 125 runs, 96 RBIs, 22 stolen bases, and an OPS of 968. Damn. Yeah, he's been fucking ridiculous. And leads leads the league in doubles and set the Dodgers record for doubles in a season. Yeah, I would say he's the second best first baseman in the league. Yeah, Matt Olson's just leaps and bounds ahead of him, of course. Yeah, better looking too. Agreed. Look at that man. It's it, it's close. Don't get me wrong. It's close. Look at that beautiful man right there. Hey yo. Uh, All right. Final loser is uh, three of last year's uh, AL and NL uh, CS teams. They might miss the playoffs. The Yankees are eliminated. The Padres are five and a half games out of the wild card. And the Astros only have one and a half game lead on the Mariners for that third spot in the wild card. And it would be the first time since 2008 when the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and the Cleveland baseball team all missed the playoffs after making the LCS. Yeah. This, for Houston not to make it would be something. Yeah. Like, I- how many how many years have they been in the World Series? The past quite a few. Years? Uh, I think since twenty seventeen, every year but twenty twenty, right? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Or no, they didn't they didn't make it in twenty eighteen because the Red Sox did. Yeah, it was Red Sox. Wait, who was in the World Series in twenty nineteen? Am I stupid? Oh yeah, it was them. It was them versus the Nationals, and then 2020 was Dodgers-Rays, and then Astros-Braves, and then Astros-Phillies. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're ridiculous. And if they don't make it, that it'll be pretty crazy. Um, yeah, just kind of crazy that all three of those teams even made it. Now that we're looking at it this season, it's like, oh, the Yankees fucking suck. And the yeah. Padres, for the most part, suck as well. And it's so it's such a waste. Of the, yeah, the season, the season Blake Snell's having. Yeah, it is. But, and like Juan Soto, Juan Soto's had a fantastic year. Yeah, it's struggle bus for real. Yes. Um, but can we talk about how much we were shitting on the Rangers and talking about how they were going to end up not making they were, the postseason? They were falling apart. But now they're leading their division again. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the playoff picture because yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. So the Rangers swept the Mariners over the weekend and that gave them two and a half games on the Astros and four games on the Mariners in the division. It looks like they're going to lock this up. Yeah. So that's good. Just to update everybody on the teams that have been eliminated. um, The Pirates got eliminated in the past week. The Mets, the Guardians and Tigers were both eliminated. And the Yankees were eliminated. Um, the wild card standings in the AL, it looks like the Blue Jays are probably going to make it in. The Astros have one and a half games on the Mariners. That's the only teams that could even move. Um, the Rays have fully cemented first seed in the wild card. And then the NL, Phillies, I believe, are about to lock up the first seed in the wild card. Diamondbacks and Cubs are tied for second and third. And then. The Marlins only one game out. The Reds two and a half. Giants four and a half. Padres five and a half. Giants Padres probably won't make it. But 
the second and third race is a pretty big deal because if the Diamondbacks get that second seed, then they have to play the Phillies. If they get the third seed, they get to play the Brewers. And personally, I'd probably rather play the Brewers than the Phillies. 100%. Yeah. But listen to this. The Cubs are about to go into a series versus the Braves. Yes. So, I don't know what the Braves are going to do because we're known for, like, sitting all the starters and then coming out so cold in the postseason. So, hopefully we don't do that. But we probably will. But Dansby's coming home. True. I don't care about that, but uh, he's coming home. Yeah, he's a bitch. But, honestly, the Cubs, I think Miami takes that third spot. I do, too. They've got super easy next six games. Yeah. Mets for three, Pirates for three. They could potentially win all six. Yeah, they they really could. Um, and then the Diamondbacks, they have a kind of tough road. Um, you say they, they actually, have no. Uh, no, they, Dodgers there's, and Dodgers? there's no, I think they're playing the White Sox right now. Yeah, they've got yeah. White Sox and then Astros. Which Astros the Astros one, one is going to be competitive because they're probably still going to be playing for something as well. Um, yeah. And the White Sox are just big. trying to play spoiler right now. Uh, I don't know. They just kind of suck. Well, here's the thing. For today's game, the White Sox are throwing this game away. Because you got Jose Urania on the mound, who's 0-6 with a 7.27 ERA. Yeah, and, and the on, on Thursday, they're going to be starting uh, former Braves pitcher Tuki Toussaint. Yeah, I like Tuki. I do, too. Not a good pitcher. <laughs> um, the Reds still have a shot. It's not a great one. But um, they've just got five games left, which really hurts them. Um, and it's two versus Cleveland, three versus St. Louis. All winnable. They could win out. They just need the other teams not to. Yeah. Um, and the Giants, Padres, they're both just kind of. That's chalked for them. Yeah, it's kind of chalked. Um, where it goes for the Mariners, though, uh, in the AL, the Mariners have two more games against Houston and then four games against the Rangers again. Yeah, the Mariners... They, they had the hardest road at the end of the season because they're literally... Yeah. Their last three series are against the other two teams that they're contending with. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They need Arizona to sweep Houston there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. If they even want a shot at it. Yeah, and they need to get the next two games off of Houston. Tonight and tomorrow are huge. And then at least pick up two off Texas. They need to pray that Texas sits people. Yeah, because if they can get two games off the Astros, then they would take back that spot. So if they win the next two, they take back third place. And then they've got four games, um, most likely. Um, cause then, yeah, Texas would only have four games left after the conclusion of that series. So yeah, I think, I think Texas would sweep or it would clinch as long as they win their, um, next two games, which I think are against the angels. Oh, that should be. Yeah. It's a cake. Oh yeah. So yeah. Playoff picture pretty crazy right now. Um, you know, the, the AL, not as much, but when it comes down to that three-horse race for that division, it's pretty crazy. 
Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Yeah. For so, the, uh, the MLB. Gray, let me get you. Let me get your too early World Series preview. Uh, Orioles Braves. Simple. Two best teams in baseball. Glad we're on the same page. Yeah. Who takes it? Um. In obviously, I, I have to go for the Braves. What game? Um. I'm gonna say game six. Game six. Yeah, I think that one pushes I got, late. I got the Braves in seven. Okay. Yeah, I think the Orioles have good enough pitching. Where yeah. the Braves struggles at pitching, they'll drop a couple of games, but overall, they'll they'll get the win. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, yeah that that's the MLB. Not a very long MLB recap because. When it comes down to it, there ain't much going on outside of the teams that are still contending. So let's talk about something where there's plenty of stuff going on. College football, week four. Holy shit. Um, It was going to be the best week, and um, it didn't disappoint for sure. Just absolute chaos. And I think somehow the headlining game of this weekend, Oregon-Colorado – Number 10, Oregon, beat the fucking brakes off of Colorado. 46 to 6. Sorry, 42 to 6. Whoa. I, I don't. I, I knew Oregon was going to win this game. But no one I, saw this coming. No. I thought Colorado would at least score a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, like it wasn't even competitive after the first quarter. No. It was horrible. Yeah, it, it was but just disgusting. It was it was time for somebody to put that that dream down. Yeah. And honestly, Colorado might lose two two weeks in a row because yeah. they got USC this next week. Yeah, it's not good. So, uh, but no, uh, Bo Nix had a great great game, two seventy six. Bucky Irving looked strong on the ground for when he did have to run. Yeah. But the thing is, like, Colorado just couldn't move the ball. Yeah. And their offensive line was brutal. Yeah, it was just a tough game. But that's what they get for going out and just, you know, disgracing the Oregon logo in the mid at midfield. Yeah. That that and video that Oregon put out was fantastic. That pregame speech. Yeah. Somehow ESPN's Instagram account twisted that into Colorado was so bold before this game. Trying to like compliment Colorado on their confidence going into Oregon. Oregon fucking railed them. Yeah, like Oregon's Oregon's coach said, we they play for flicks, we play for wins. That's that's pretty true. Yeah. I also honest. I really like uh their little team mantra this year, Oregon or the Ducks versus them. Don't matter who it is, just them. Oregon looks strong. I mean, if they could play like this all year, we could see them climb. Did you just try and put, like, emphasis on them when you said that? No. It sounded I, like you did. I honestly don't know what I was doing right there. <laughs> but you get, you get the point. Yes. If, they, if their they're offense good. can play like this. They're very good. Yeah. Um, This team's also very good. Penn State. Uh, oh my God, 31 to zero over number 24, Iowa. They just continue to impress me, at least. They look great. It was the whiteout, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? 
I don't, I don't know. I thought they were safe in the wideout for Michigan. I, I I think Mike said they had the wideout this week. Maybe personally, personally, I didn't watch the game. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, there was just better games on all day. Um, yeah. but uh, bad news for Iowa. Brian Ferentz, their offensive coordinator. This doesn't look like twenty five points that you put up on the board. So you might your job might be in jeopardy. Uh, you got to average those 25, but just <laughs> a shit performance for quarterbacks in this game. Cade yeah. McNamara, the former Michigan man, five completions on 14 attempts for 42 yards. <laughs> That's the starting fucking quarterback that played almost the whole game. That's off. And then Drew Aller really didn't do that much on moving them up the field, but got it done on the end. 25 for 37, 166 yards, four touchdowns. He looks great. I know that those numbers don't make sense. Four touchdowns with only 166 yards? Yeah, or the fact that he had 25 completions for only 166 yards. Blows my mind. Yeah. Either way, it dubs a dub, and they got the shutout. So. Yeah, they did. They look they go, great. Their defense looks fantastic. They all goose egg. Yeah. Shout out uh, another good name in college football, Katron Allen. They're running back like, at Penn State. You don't like, you don't like Keandre Lambert Smith. Where the fuck is that? Oh, that is a good one. <laughs> or Dante Cephas. Yeah, that one's good as well. A lot of good names on Penn State. Shout out the Nittany Lions. Uh the next one, big three thirty slate game, Utah number eleven, Utah fourteen. Number 22, UCLA, seven. Yeah, just like... Look, I I said it. That environment was going to be the factor here. Yeah. And it so very were, much they, was. They were in Salt Lake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Utah was just... Like, it, like hard, their team hard. didn't play that well. That's the best thing about Utah. They don't have to play well. That crowd genuinely plays defense for them. Yeah. It's so hard to score as an opposing team. Yeah. At that stadium. It's crazy. It is. Uh, like, Dante Moore didn't even have, like, okay, never mind. He had a pretty bad game. Completion percentage was shit. 15 for 35. Uh, but 234 yards isn't bad. Had a touchdown, one interception, and 11.6 QBR. Brutal. He is a true freshman, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll cut him a break, but still. And he got sacked quite a bit. Yeah. But. Utah didn't look all that much better. Nine completions, 17 attempts, 117 yards and a touchdown for Nate Johnson. Still obviously missing Cam Rising, who would definitely be a big factor in this offense if he was here. But Jalen Glover had a great game on the ground. 25 carries, 86 yards. Jaquindon Jackson had an okay game. Six carries, 26 yards. This game was just like, it seems boring, but this was like a defensive like atmosphere game. Yeah, like both defenses look really good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, UCLA's cornerback was really good. I forgot his name, but uh, really strong and really, really held that offense to nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Yeah, looked great. Uh, but let's talk about the game that almost made me cry. I was like on the verge of tears watching this game. Number four, Florida State versus unranked Clemson. <laughs> 31-24 Knowles. Just a fucking bloodbath. Can't run the ball. 
yeah, they just could not run the ball, and they wouldn't. They didn't even try that much. Jaheim Bell, or um, not Jaheim Bell, Trey Benson had seven carries. Rodney Hill had three carries. Toa Feely had two carries. What? They knew that they were going to stop the run, I guess, and just avoided it at all costs. Yeah, I don't know. But, man, Keon Coleman. Yeah. And Johnny yeah, Wilson. He's... Johnny Wilson, five receptions, 94 yards. Keon Coleman, yep. five receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns. Jordan Travis just is amazing. He is. Keon Coleman's amazing. Yeah. All of them are. And none of them got recruited by us. They all transferred. <laughs> Where did uh, Jordan Travis come from? Louisville. That's right. Yeah, the defense looked great, dude. Kalen Deloach hitting the fuck out of Cade Klubnik and then going over and recovering the fumble is crazy. Yeah, same with uh, Jared Verse. Yeah. Dude was a monster. He was looking like yeah. Jadavian Clowney running through that O-line. Dude, Cade Klubnik looked like a just defenseless. In a this deer game. in headlights. Yeah. A deer in headlights, just terrified. But granted, he came out strong against that Florida he State did. defense. He did. Yeah, I, I give Clemson the credit. Their offense still worked. Like, Will Shipley had a pretty decent game, kind of balancing out rushing and receiving for him. Um, Klubnik had a pretty good game passing. He didn't have, like, a sloppy game. It was just big key plays, key stops there at the end of the game that Florida State won it by. But, yeah, just, you know, going into overtime, you know, after a, a super clutch touchdown, the only points – of um or sorry, no points in the fourth quarter. They just stayed even and they end up getting the touchdown in overtime to win it. Just crazy. Yeah. Still it's uh it's a game you want to see Florida State dominate a little bit better though. Yeah, but then again, you're going on the road to Clemson. They're arguably probably should have been ranked. You think if this is a night game, it's a whole different story? I think so, like, yeah. I think Clemson probably wins it at night. Yeah. that's. A, I, it was so weird to see this game slated at noon. Yeah. Like, definitely. this is a game that should not have been. I, I think the the idea was like, they know they were going to draw in viewers, which they did. I think it was the third most viewed of the weekend. Uh, yeah. Colorado, Oregon was at 330 with a bunch of other good games and still was first. And then Ohio State, Notre Dame was uh, second, and that one was a uh, primetime slate. So it kind of made sense for a scheduling purpose and viewership purposes, but yeah, I think this game goes different if it's played at night. I got you. I, I just, I hate being a, a two-point, two-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road to a team that probably should be ranked. And uh, it, that's a hard stadium to play in. Yeah. Definitely. Fans there, like Utah, get involved. Yeah. So, I don't know. But happy for Florida State to pull it out. Yeah, fuck Dabo Sweeney. He's a bitch. An, a, another squeak by. How many more they got this season? Uh, hopefully fucking, I don't know, seven more? Eight more? <laughs> maybe we'll Maybe ten more? We'll see. Ten more wins us a college football championship. So. Hey, what a year that would be for the Braves and the Seminoles to win. Oh, dude. I would be fucking unbearable on this podcast. All right, Gray. You know, you know, it's time to talk about this game. Yep. Number thirteen, Alabama, twenty-four. Number fifteen, Ole Miss, ten. Go ahead. Take the floor. What, 
How the fuck do you not score from your own two-yard line on first down? You get sacked. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you get sacked again. And you have to settle for a field goal. But you get the you block a punt and you have the ball on the two-yard line. I've just lost of words. But yeah, Jalen Milrow still looks the best out of the three quarterbacks. So I think if uh Jake Buckner or is Tyler Buckner, right? Tyler Buckner. Why the fuck did I say Jake Buckner? Jake I'm thinking know. of I'm I'm thinking of someone else, but Probably. Tyler Buckner and Simpson. Listen, we lose this game probably by twenty. Yeah, because Ole Miss looked good. Jackson Dart didn't have his best stuff, but he still looked good. But we finally implemented a run game. Yeah, Jace McClellan had a game over a hundred yards. Hallelujah. And our defense looked good. Your defense so, looked great. That's yeah. that's the one thing that they've kept. <laughs> the defense looks great. Yeah. Like, let's, let's just pull up a little something real quick. Dallas Turner. I knew he was going to be a factor in one of these games. Yeah, he only had five total tackles for three solos. Two sacks. With three and a half tackles for loss. And was in it. What you got? Uh, I'm going to talk about Ole Miss. Look, Jackson Dart, like you said, didn't have his best stuff that we've seen this season. Still looked good. Yeah, he still looked good. He didn't have that same like takeover ability that he's had in these first three games they played. Yeah. But 20 for 35, 244 isn't that bad. The one pick was kind of brutal. My problem with Ole Miss is just the inefficiency of Quinshawn Judkins. The guy went from top five, maybe top three in FBS in rushing yards last year. Now he can't even break 60. Yeah, we, we talked about this on Saturday. Like, yeah. Together, it's just like, what happened? I have it, no is idea. It the, is it the usage? I feel like they're using them. You got 13 carries, but probably it probably slowed down. Because he just can't run the ball efficiently. He's not getting yards. I don't get what what happened in the offseason to Quinshawn Judkins, but he just seems ineffective as a running back this year. Yeah. And, look, the wide receivers looked great. Jordan Watkins had nine receptions in this game. Dayton Wade had five receptions for 88 yards. They're doing fine in the passing game. If Quinshawn Judkins could open it up a little bit more in the running game, they probably win this game. It keeps him on the field more if that running game is is doing better and getting first downs. And it also gives them the offensive opportunities to kind of wear down this Alabama defense that just never looked tired in this game. They they look good. Yeah. Um and the biggest thing was penalties. We didn't cause that many penalties, which our Bama defense is known for just being reckless on yeah. defense. Pete Pass interferences, offsides, roughing the passer. It's just ridiculous. Yep. Sorry, I just got a notification on my phone. Uh, R.I.P. Brooks Robinson, Orioles legend. He passed away today at the age of 86. No shot. Yeah. That sucks. Dude, they're going to win the World Series now. I was about to say, it's... Shit. They're totally about to win the World Series now. (laughs) Oh. 
they're all gonna wear Brooks Robinson's numbers in yep. Game Seven. I I don't think they could get away with no, that. Game One, Game One. Now the MLB wouldn't let them. You know how much Rob Manfred hates baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grayson. Why don't they make you commish? Dude, I, I've I've been trying, man. <laughs> I'm going to start sending letters. It's getting to that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's sad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move to the next game, though. Uh, number 21, Washington State, 38. Number 14, Oregon State, 35. A late game thriller with a crazy, crazy attempted comeback by Oregon State. They were down 28-14 at the half. Washington State goes up 35-14, and then Oregon State scores 21 points in the fourth quarter to come back, but Washington State kicks a field goal and wins the game off of another fantastic performance from Cam Ward at quarterback. Yeah. 28 for 34 for 404 with four touchdowns? A lot of fours. <laughs> Ooh-wee! Yeah. Baby. Crazy. Crazy good offense. I look good. Like two receivers over 150. Josh Kelly, eight receptions, 159 yards, three touchdowns. Kyle Williams, seven receptions, 174 yards, one touchdown. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, Washington State's going to give it a run. They are good, man. They're really good. What is it? Uh, Cameron Ward, if he keeps this up. We could see Washington State climbing that Pac-12 standings. Oh yeah, and be up, be up there with a USC and a Oregon. Yeah, I think so. And Washington. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that that Washington State versus Washington matchup is going to be interesting this year. Definitely. And Penix versus Ward. Yeah. Them, them safeties about to be tired. <laughs> they might just give up. Like don't that game, even... that game might be like seventy-seven to seventy. Oh. <laughs> God be ridiculous it would but with the uh with the receiving power that those teams have it's just ridiculous but yeah look oregon state dj in the run game there they tried they really did i'll give them that they tried to come back like oregon state's running back Deshaun fenwick 11 carries 101 yards three touchdowns damian martinez their other running back 17 carries 81 yards dj had 61 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown it just Simply wasn't quite enough. The comeback just didn't quite work. Yo, can we talk about Oregon State's kickers? His name? What Atticus Sappington. That's sick as fuck. <laughs> the first name itself, just Atticus. Yeah. Like, I, feel, I feel like I'm in uh, Game of Thrones or something. But, no, that's... This is, this is an exciting game. It is. Definitely. Like, I don't know. I think it was one a, of the best games of the weekend. I got a feeling about number 21, Washington State. Oh, yeah, man. They, yeah. they look good. They, they are going to be the team that knocks off a big Pac-12 contender. Yeah. I, I think. Well, we'll just keep an eye out on them. But let's talk about the prime time, the big game, the game that people wanted to see. Wasn't quite as exciting as I was hoping for. But, but it numbers, was thrilling. It was a great ending to the game. Well, depending on what side you're on. Number six, Ohio State puts up 17 on number nine, Notre Dame, who only gives 14 with a late game winning touchdown by Ohio State. Well, let's talk about that last play. Marcus Freeman only had 10 people on the field. Yeah, that's brutal. Do you see his post-game interview? 
No, I didn't. He basically said, um, I forgot, I forgot what he said, but he basically was like, that's something that cannot happen in that game. It's like, that is a, like he was taking full ownership about that. And it's, it's it's nice to see that. Yeah. Some coaches will blame that on the players and not themselves. But Marcus Freeman takes that in his hands and, you know, he really cares about his boys. Yeah. Uh, I, I still think, like, look, Notre Dame just hasn't faced this physical of a defense yet, and that's what really hurt them in this game. Like, Audrey Estime actually kind of got stopped. Uh, Jeremiah Love actually kind of, like, got stopped in this game. Sam Hartman just – they tried to run the ball a lot, and it just didn't work out. And, and yeah. I, I think that hurt them as well. But I I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't give up after this for Notre Dame. But for Ohio State, I'm still not that impressed. Look, I get it's a big it's a big win over a, a you know top ten team. Kyle McCord still wasn't good. Twenty one for thirty seven, two forty, no touchdowns. Travion Henderson kind of carried this team on offense. Fourteen carries, one hundred four yards, and he had the I think he had the game winning touchdown, right? Or, or was it? Uh, uh, no, it was Chip. Chip. Okay. Chip. Yeah. Um. But. Now, Trayvon Henderson's doing that broke yeah. out for that 61-yard run. Yeah. For the touchdown. But what what really works for McCord is that he finally started to look for his playmakers to help push the ball down the field. Yeah. Like, Ibuka led the receiving game, seven receptions, 96 yards. That's what you want to see out of your one and yeah. two duo. And did Marvin Harrison Jr. get hurt? Is that right? He left, but then came back. Okay. But, okay. like... He only had three receptions for 32. Yeah. But Cade Stover picked it up. Seven receptions for 52 yards. Yeah. And Xavier Johnson with that one huge 40-yard reception. Yeah. So, look, Ohio State, I'm still not saying that they look good. I think Notre Dame just hasn't faced a team like that this year. Yeah. The the way I look at it, Ohio State has the talent to be good but they're just not playing at that level. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, all right, so I do want to ask you, you think after this loss is Notre Dame out of the playoff? I I would say so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, they, I think so as well. They just don't have a hard enough schedule. And they're still, they're still not in a conference, right? So they don't play a no. conference championship. That's yeah. what hurts them the most. Yeah, every year. Yeah, like because they always have one loss. Yeah, and, and like not- the rest of their schedule, like they play, they play a couple of ranked opponents though. So I'll give them that. Like they play Duke next week, who's number seventeen right now. Um, That's where game day is going to be at. Yeah, announce that. Yeah, so uh, they they get back to back game day. Yeah, that's right. Game game day was at Notre Dame. Yeah, but now it's going to Duke, so that one's going to be interesting. And then they play Louisville. Then they play USC. If they could beat, if they win out, I think they have a chance. If they can yeah. beat this USC team, because we'll they're see. like you know, in in three weeks USC might have moved up even more. Yeah, they but, could get the win over Colorado this week, and then what they play? Uh, who else do they play right before that one? So now they say there's a, a say there's a, a one loss Alabama that wins an SEC championship. Oh, they make it in a uh, yeah. hundred times over Notre Dame. I, I think the conference championship really. Just oh, it's it yeah, apart. it's it's a big game changer. It like the Big Twelve used to not have a conference championship game. 
They used to just yeah. be a winner, and it hurt them tremendously. Yeah, so I think that's going to be the only thing that keeps Notre Dame out of the playoffs. Yeah, I, even, I definitely Even if agree. they win out, even if they win out. Yep, all right, so your other top teams um, also played this weekend, though nobody really cared. Uh, Georgia puts up 49. Gives up 21. Gives up 21 against UAB. Just that's... Carson Beck had a great game. Give him that. He yeah. finally started to throw the ball to Brock Bowers. Yeah. Wow, that, what what a sentence. <laughs> you, that one was rough to listen to. I apologize to all the viewers that had to listen to Colin spit out that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Michigan wins another game putting up any score in the 30s. Yeah. I'm pretty sure every week they've been in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan just, I don't know, man. I don't trust this offense to win games, which is bothering me because I thought they were going to beat Ohio State. They're, they're still looking. Honestly, than Penn State, State might beat both of them. That would, wouldn't that be something? It might even happen. Drew, even though Drew Aller still looks like shit. No, he doesn't. He's fucking good. What are you talking about? Shit. You're just mad you don't have a fucking quarterback. Nah, in Milrow we trust. <laughs> in Milrow you lose to fucking Texas. Uh, speaking of Texas, they put up 38. They beat Baylor 38-6. Um, They're still looking like they should be ranked number one. Yeah, they do. Like, Baylor's like, not good. I, so, But still, Texas is just looking yeah. dominant. Yeah, they had fucking Xavier Worthy coming out there throwing the ball. Um, <laughs> it got to that point. Uh, but Quinn Ewers just having a pretty normal game. 18 for 23, 293, and a touchdown. Uh, Xavier Worthy did complete his one pass attempt for 35 yards. Jonathan Brooks, 106 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. CJ Baxter had a touchdown on the ground. Ewers had a touchdown on the ground. It was just easy. The second quarter, just absolute domination. Three touchdowns. Uh, and then, yeah, USC 42, Arizona State 28. This one actually got pretty close late into this game. So kind of surprising. Uh, Arizona State fucking sucks too. Yeah. Um, like I'm pretty sure they were coming off a loss to like a group of five school. Yeah, like yeah, Fresno State. They were coming off a loss to newly ranked Fresno State, That's and fun. somehow put up 28 on USC. Granted, Caleb Williams still looked good. Yeah, he looked great. Marshawn Lloyd, holy shit, 14 carries, 154 yards. Yeah. Damn. But. Arizona State, their running back, Cameron, I think it's Scadabo, Scadabo, 20 Scadabo. carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown. A great, great showing. Yeah. So, look, USC looks good. That defense just fucking blows. Yeah, you know who doesn't look good right now? LSU. Yeah, LSU fucking sucks. Almost lost to unranked Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas, like, was actually, like, was actually in that game. 15 yeah. points in the fourth quarter. That's crazy. LSU should not be giving that up in the fourth quarter. At all. I don't know. But, I mean, Washington takes it, puts up 59 on Cal. Yeah. Another masterpiece by Michael Penix yeah. Jr. Like, I don't even mind the 32 points they gave up because most of that was just like, we're kicking your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was, was that late points? Uh yeah, they scored like seven and like 
Michael Penix didn't play a majority of the second half because they were up what uh, thirty one. Yeah, thirty-one twelve after halftime. Yeah, it was at halftime. It was forty. Or sorry, yeah, forty-five. 45. Yeah, little little bit of a little bit of a lead uh, at the half, but yeah, look, Michael Penix is currently my Heisman favorite. Yeah, I like that pick. He he's just he looks ridiculous, and um. Yeah, I, I think that's that's good enough. That's enough of the games. Uh, so let's talk about the AP poll. Um, obviously, new AP poll comes out. We'll start at the uh, the top here. Georgia stays at number one. Michigan stays at two. Texas stays at three. How do we feel? I, I, I you know how I feel. I think Texas should be. What's crazy is that Georgia got fifty five first place votes. It's just like I feel like they're not gonna move them unless they lose. Yeah, I agree. Florida State dropped one. Yeah. yeah. Ohio State I, moved up two to number four. Um, actually, Florida State got three first place votes. That's the, the second most. That's wild. Yeah. They shouldn't have first place votes. I'll just say that now. Look at Penn State jumping up to six. Yeah, Penn State at six. Washington moves up to seven. USC drops three spots after that close loss. Well, not that close in the end, but a close game. Uh, they dropped down to eight. Oregon jumps up only one spot to nine after beating Colorado. I think Oregon should have passed USC personally. But Utah comes in at number 10. They move up one spot. There's from seven to 10, it is all Pac 12 teams. First time in Pac 12, or first time in, I think, AP history or AP poll history uh, that there's been four Pac 12 teams in the top 10. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And then just outside the top 10, Notre Dame drops two points or two spots uh, to 11th. Alabama moves up one to 12th. LSU drops one to 13th. Oklahoma moves down or moves up to uh, up to 14 after their win over Cincinnati. North Carolina jumps up two after their win. Wazoo making five moves up to 16 over their win over Oregon State. Duke moves up another spot as they remain undefeated as well. Miami moves up two. They're undefeated as well. Oregon State suffers that loss to Wazoo, drops down 5-19. to 19. Ole Miss, with the loss to Alabama, drops down 5-20. to 20. Tennessee moves up 2 uh, to 21. Florida moves up 3-22. to 22. Missouri, Kansas, and Fresno State remain as 23, 24, and 25. I still don't think Fresno State should be ranked. I think Kentucky should. It's fucking crazy to me that Missouri and Fresno State and Florida, for that matter, hey, and Tennessee. I'm happy for Missouri. I'm happy for Missouri, but Kentucky's better than them. Kentucky's better than Florida, and they're better than Tennessee right hey, now. You were, talking, you were talking about all the Pac-12 and the top 10. Look at the SEC from 20 yeah. to 23. Yeah, they've got four teams there. Well, then, you know, the ACC was close to doing it. Wazoo yeah. kind of broke it up, but Miami, Duke, and then Wazoo, North Carolina. And then you also have Bama and LSU at 12-13. It's, uh, it's pretty stacked. Um, but here's the thing. Wazoo's got a great shot at going 5-0 and right now. They do. They got, right. they, they got Vandy. That, uh, they got Vandy. I, I'm sorry. I had to. 
I had to do it. <laughs> I had to. You you just late. You just fucking ooped it off the glass, bro. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the AP poll. How do you feel about it? What What are you thinking? For the most part, it's good. I like it. Um, yeah, I just I don't like Georgia and Michigan being one and two. I honestly, I would switch Texas and Georgia right now. Yeah. Yeah, I would sw- I would switch them. Michigan can stay too. Okay. Georgia just doesn't look like Georgia teams from the core. Like defense yeah. just looks sloppy. Offense starts going slow. I don't know. It's it's weird. I like Wazoo jumping up to the top twenty. I do too. Wazoo looks really good. Yeah. But but like you said, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Florida. I you'd like to see Kentucky up there. Yeah, I think Kentucky deserves it. They look good, man. But I do want to ask you a question about an outcome of next week's game. Okay, well let's get into the uh, let's get into the best matchups of next week then, um, and uh, yeah, you can go ahead and fire off your question. Duke Notre Dame. It's tough. I like you Duke. You, you, you think Riley Leonard could upset him? He could. It's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, I'll say that. I think Notre Dame probably ends up taking it away. Just ba- mainly because their running game is so fucking good. But, yeah. look, they shut down Cade Klubnick and Will Shipley. I, I don't really know. I, I don't know. They've seen Sam Hartman plenty. So. If Duke wins this game, how far do they jump up? If Duke wins this game, I I see them as, like, number 14. Okay. Because yeah, Notre Dame will be a two-loss team after that, so they'll drop plenty. At that point, you should drop out of the top 25. Maybe, yeah. Probably will. Um, But Oregon, or uh, sorry, number 10 Utah versus number 19 Oregon State on Friday. That's a great standalone game there. Um, Saturday, though, uh, my favorite matchups, USC, Colorado, just because. (laughs) Um, Florida, Kentucky. I think this is where Kentucky makes it into the top twenty-five. I think they beat Florida. I like I like LSU Ole Miss. Yeah, big one. I think I think that's gonna be a, a big game because I think you'll have thirteen versus twenty. I think Texas Kansas is actually a test for Texas. See how well they can kind of sustain this because yeah. Kansas is a good team four and zero. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. Um, I don't sleep on Auburn though. As much as we want yep. to, don't sleep on Auburn. Uh. Because they're they're going to Jordan Hare, Georgia's going to Jordan Hare. It's I think this is going to be a really close game. Yeah, I think Georgia might win it, but Auburn's going to give them a fight. Yeah, Auburn will. My only problem is what Hugh Freeze said. He was asked about um, this game. He said we should compete out of love for our people, not out of hate for others. That's fucking lame. Kirby Smart ah. plays out of hate. I was about to say Kirby Smart has a picture of Hugh Freeze in his yeah. bathroom. And she's pissing on it. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I have a feeling like Kirby put Hugh Freeze's face on like a a archery target and it's just lighting that thing up. <laughs> Throwing Molotovs at it. <laughs> um also obviously I like Notre Dame Duke. That's a great matchup. And then um other ones, we got Michigan, Nebraska, the Bussin Bowl, Taylor Lewan versus Will Compton. Yeah, is Texas on a bye? 
No, Texas plays Kansas. That's right. That's right. Um, let's see. Any other good one? Missouri Vandy. Honestly, Missouri needs to prove it. So they're playing an SEC opponent. Um, Five and zero. Oh. Let's yeah, get it. We'll see. We'll see. South Carolina, Tennessee was great last year. Don't know how good it's going to be this year, but honestly, Tennessee I'm, is not good. They do not I can look see good. South Carolina take this game. Yeah, I could as well. Um, yeah, that's really all the good ones. Yeah, I think that's really about it. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's let's talk. Stake your claim, Colin. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the floor here. All right, I'm sticking with my team in college football with this one. Okay. Alabama Crimson Tide will be in the national championship this year. Cool. Want to tell me why? Because it doesn't look like it right now. No. I, you know, just because we have one loss, we're going to win the SEC championship without a doubt. Okay. And when we do that, we're going to come in at the four spot. Then we're going to put a whoop in on number one. So you think that... Bama is going to win the SEC championship but coming at the four spot? That's probably where we'll be at. Why? Wouldn't Georgia Why? drop? Yeah, but they probably... Uh, if they stay one, they'll probably jump drop to like three. Oh, I think Alabama would have to move up over them. I think Alabama would come in at like three or two. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Fine, we'll whoop up on number two spot. Okay. And then we're just going to dominate the national championship. Just let me beat. Let me manifest this shit, no. Grayson. No. Let me, man, you know, I still want our national championship, FSU, Alabama. I don't care who we beat. I just want a national championship. I was about to say, uh, you probably want Bama because you want Jared first to be all over Jalen Milrow. That's true. I would like that. Yeah. And don't you know how sweet it would be for you? Like, you, if you beat us. I'm never going to hear the end of it. Correct. Just like how Mike like, already doesn't hear the end of it. Yeah, like, come on now. But I think I think Alabama's still got that dog in them. All right. Well, they better keep those dogs out of them because they might end up beating them at some point. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stake mine. I think the Astros are going to choke and the Mariners are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think that's perfectly possible. I think it's probably how it should go. I think the Mariners, you know, from what we watched, you know, prior to September, one of the best teams in baseball. And that September just kind of ruined it for them. They looked fantastic going in, but they slowed down a little bit. I think this is the time they pick it up. The Astros possibly fall off. Their pitching is great, but I don't totally trust that bullpen, and I don't totally trust that lower half of the starting rotation. So, I think the Astros choke and the Mariners make it. I respect it. All right. Well, Probably won't happen, but I respect the opinion. All right. We'll see. Well, I don't think Alabama's making the playoffs, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, Grace has been very hostile today. Yeah, like, look, I'm a vindictive asshole. I don't think you've realized that, but we're 88 episodes into this podcast. I'm I'm a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's college football for you. Yeah, that's college football. That's second and short. Um, make sure you're following, liking, subscribing, commenting, uh, rating five stars, uh, joining the subreddit. Um, 
listening during class, not doing your schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well, feel free. Do your work, but also listen to the podcast. That's what I do. I listen to podcasts while I'm doing work. Um, listen to podcasts while you're driving. If you're 21 while you're drinking. Make a drinking game out of how many times I say nonetheless in every episode. That'll that'll do very well, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, I think that does it for us. Um, Colin, anything for the people? Stay tuned for a wild week five. Yeah, there's going to be things to talk about. There's always upsets. And listen, always. I just want I just want to say nobody better watch that Toy Story broadcast of the Falcons. And Jaguars. I swear. Yeah. Uh, I'm scheduling a rant for Friday's episode about it, so don't worry. Like, there's no reason that people should be watching that. Yeah, if you watch the Toy Story broadcast, you don't like football. And you're <laughs> not welcome to listen to Second Short. No, 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 no. No, you can still listen. You <laughs> could definitely still listen. Just, I, I'd like to hear, okay, I need somebody to watch the Toy Story broadcast and report back to us about how it went. Yeah, because I'm not watching it. No, I'm not. And I'm not trusting what the internet says. Yeah. Because the internet is run by the Disney Corporation. It's the same people that said Barbie was a good movie. I don't think that's the same people. It is. Unless you just follow women. All right, that's it. Yeah, we need to cut this out. <laughs> that's all from, from me and Colin. That's it. Yeah. So um, I'll catch y'all later this week. Colin will be here next week. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.